Hello everyone, are you listening to Afterwork Gamers podcast where two nerdy Czech guys sit behind a microphone and this time review the year 2022. I'm Michal. I am Matos. A lot, a lot of stuff that happened. A lot of stuff. Yeah, and uh, since it's been a little bit stressful and video games are a great stress relief, Yeah. I don't know about you, but I have played a whole lot of games the past year. I don't. I didn't actually. <laughs> I didn't play this much. So it's been even more stressful. I, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So we obviously can't go th- every uh, throughout every month, every event that happened. So we just choose some topics and some other topics that are a bit bigger that we're gonna say for another episode uh for example like the acquisition of activision blizzard oh, yeah. uh, and stuff like that so that's how it's gonna go we're just gonna through go through some small topics small quote-unquote <laughs> topics talk about them and we'll see how it goes oh yeah so let's start with the first topic yeah well, the sta- Stadia was supposed to be the first like streaming console, which means that the games were streamed from a server or from a from a device that was uh, some somewhere else in the server room. But that reality has come to the end, as right in the January 2022, when Google announced the canceling of the console. But go- Google also uh, was offering. Uh, to refund anyone who purchased the console and games too, which is which is very interesting. Although the, if if you own the console uh, by this episode is out, the the refunds are probably closed. So sorry. Yeah. <laughs> if you heard Whoops. heard about this for the first time, then I'm sorry. <laughs> so what went to the demise of Stadia? Do you think? Well. Um uh, the thing is that um, the streaming games from the internet has been here actually for a few years now, and it has not been terribly successful. For example, the I think the first service focused on gaming, the OnLive, launched back in 2010 in the US, which is more than 12 years ago, and it was a flop financially at least, and it had some issues. And I think one of the issues of the Stadia is that um, unlike its competition, which is more gaming oriented, like we have xCloud, which is a part of Xbox Game Pass subscription, which you don't buy the games, you pay for the subscription, which includes the games and the service. So that's one fee, you don't have to pay the fee and buy the games. Or NVIDIA GeForce Now, which is just renting you the hardware to play games from your Steam library that are supported by the service. So I think that is one of the things that they made it too exclusive of a console, which you don't have that much control of. You do, you need the internet, unlike with xCloud and uh, the GeForce Now, in which you can still play the games you own or like have in the subscription on your local device. Oh, so you think just uh, that Stadia just tried to fill a hole and that hole was just too big? I wouldn't say so. I think it's um, how the how their model was set up that I think they tried to make it 
too much into console rather than a service that kind of uh, coexists with the others. Because I'm not sure our world today with some places still having dial-up super slow connection, even like we are living in Prague and when I was searching for apartment this year, so many apartments have only available a super laggy, super slow connection. Mm. So um, I think the infrastructure is not that ready for this kind of thing yet to become like a mainstream thing. So you kind of answering uh, the second question I have is that if the market is ready for video streaming and is it a reliable way of gaming? Do you think it's actually the future of gaming? Well, I would say yes and no, because um, as I said, with the GeForce Now, it can play games you own on other digital storefronts like Steam and there are some other stores supported. And for example, one of my colleagues who uh, is from abroad is actually using GeForce Now because he has a computer back in his home country and when he's in Prague, Uh, for the work, he can play via GeForce now because he has a good connection where he stays in Prague. And it's a great addition to what you have. Or like uh, the the xCloud, for example, I like how Microsoft did it, that uh, they made it uh, possible to use it on older Xbox consoles. So I have the Series X, my friend had the Xbox One S, and we could have played together games that were released on Series X only because he had the power of streaming. Oh, that's that's cool. That's that's very cool. That's very cool, but the thing is as I said, I don't think it's good to have it as like the single source because not everyone has a good enough connection. Sometimes you have good enough connection for like slow adventure games. Um yeah, there there's too many variables. So It rather than rather than to be main console, as you said, it should be like a service that you can use. Yeah, uh, that's what I think. At yeah, least. I think PlayStation has two. Oh yeah, they have the the PS Now or whatever it's called. I think they actually bought the OnLive patents back in the day when they it's went possible. Down. I don't. I haven't used it. I haven't used it, uh, and. So I can't really I can't really say how how much is it. I never saw I never had Stadia in my head. Hand, not head. Hand. <laughs> <laughs> I never had it in my hand and I don't know what the uh how the uh, the FPS was uh what was the like if obviously it depends on the connection and what is the what is the feedback uh in <laughs> between the controls and everything and how graphically it was like if it compare if it would compare to when the stadia uh was out i think the ps5 and xbox series S wasn't even out yet right yeah i think so but the thing is like the stadia was like a computer so okay. it was more like more specified computer it was not like a very specific uh i mean it was more specific not as specific as a console in terms of that so Uh, it, I don't think that was one of the things, but I have actually tried Stadia when they had like the free month and uh, at the time I was not at a very good connection in my old apartment and um, 
with the bad connection it was pretty terrible. On decent connection it was fine, but I gotta say I was pretty disappointed that uh, it didn't have support for example for mouse and keyboard on all devices. Mm. I remember trying it at work with my phone in the uh, connected monitor mm. or like TV and it didn't support mouse and keyboard, only gamepad. So That's that was kind of strange. But I think not all of these services support that either. Yeah. It's funny. Not, not Yeah, it's funny because Google is a, is a massive company, multi-billion company, and they couldn't pull it off. Yeah, like when they first announced Stadia, like that was my thoughts. Like if someone can pull off streaming gaming, it would be Google because they have experience from stuff like YouTube and they have like they're one of the very first huge internet companies, like huge global. And it's kind of surprising they canceled it. And uh, I don't know if you've read, but some of the developers of the software for Stadia uh, it took them by surprise too, so it seems like only executives decided on that and didn't tell the developers. That they're going to cancel the console? Yeah. Oh, really? <laughs> or at least some. I think it, maybe it was one of the studios that was working on the games or something like that. Oof. <laughs> Oof. Oof, that hurts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I mean, like, if the sales weren't that good... And they weren't, let's be honest. Like, if you compare it to the... Because it, it tried to be a major console. Yeah, it yeah. tried to be. And if you compare it to uh, the PlayStation and Xbox, uh, PS4 and, and, and uh, Xbox One at the time, the, the, the selling weren't that good. They were bad. Like, they sold, like, just few... Like, I don't know how many, but not much. <laughs> yeah, and I think part of it, part of the problem was also the game support because they launched it when new generation when new generation was on the horizon, like the series S and X and the PS5, and the old generation had a whole lot of games. So they, I think they uh, they uh, offered a better visual quality because I think the hardware of Stadia was actually stronger than the than the old consoles, but don't quote me on that. <laughs> uh, but they didn't have such a huge library of games, even though they got support from like Rockstar with the Red Dead Redemption 2. Uh, maybe you have heard the story how uh, some gamers had a whole lot of hours on some games and the companies that made the games were trying to help them get the save for another platform the game is distributed on. Oh, wow. Okay, so because the console is cancelling, they want to move their save somewhere yeah. else. What if they don't have other console, though? Uh, or like PC. But still, that, that's another problem of cloud-only services. Because yeah. uh, actually, it's a funny thing. I have been getting a lot this advertisement on Reddit, the state of serverless, like move to serverless. But that's the thing. Serverless does not exist. Yeah, that's true. Because it's the server, but it's just somewhere else. Yeah, Cloud exactly. does not exist. It's just someone else's computer. And this is exactly the problem. They can cancel the service at any time. Yeah, exactly. And you can lose all your data. <laughs> yeah, all your saves, Bye. all your speedruns. <laughs> I mean, it can happen if you have it locally. But if you have it locally, you c 
at least have some degree of control on some consoles like uh, I don't know about uh, every console but I think most consoles these days and most say uh, most uh, games support cloud saves for example if you pay for the service or not or like in Steam you have cloud saves but it's a backup yeah no, it's, it's not the only source it's not yeah exactly exactly so if if the if the cloud service decides to cancel your no, speed run uh speed run data that means you're gonna lose it very yeah. fast one could say that you would speed run the delete <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah but i gotta say it's uh, actually quite nice how the gaming community went together even the so- gaming software companies like rockstar and i think ubisoft were helping some of the gamers that have extensive amount of hours played and i gotta hand this to google like good guy google for offering refunds for anyone who bought the hardware who bought the games that's honestly one of the best ways to handle yeah. this i mean they can they can <laughs> offer it right yeah they totally can afford <laughs> they it can, they, can, they can offer it because if, imagine other companies do it it would ruin them <laughs> i mean like especially the smaller ones but yeah google uh, yeah it's not google a, it's pocket money for yeah them. exactly <laughs> <laughs> although there's one question I hope they will handle right, and it's the Stadia controller, because right now, as far as I'm aware, uh, you can only use it with Stadia, and or oh. maybe by cable with PC on some limited usage or something, and I hope they will not let the controller become an e-waste but they will release some update, or at least someone from com- community will figure this out, how to make it like a standalone wireless com- uh, controller usable with like your common devices, like PC or phone. That would be amazing. Mm, I-, I think the the cable might the cable thing might be working, but I mean uh, today it's all about the wireless controller. It's the that's why you use controller because yeah, yeah, it's yeah. wireless. It's more comfortable. Yeah, yeah. I I don't know if I would count on Google mm. figuring this out because again it's a money and the manpower you have to use that for that yeah but remember how we cyberbullied a company that released a totally different version of the vfx for a movie it was the sonic movie oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> i don't know if we cyberbullied them like a lot of well, just a lot of uh, dislikes yeah a lot of dislikes that's just not harassment come <laughs> no. on let's 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 be true to our words. yeah it was a l- slight exaggeration but. yeah no uh but like yeah good on them but yeah but they paid the right people and that that was good on them because like they they decide okay fans hate it mm. yeah. and let's be honest it looked terrible i remember that that that's if you don't f- follow corridor crew on youtube go uh, go follow them that was their first like vfx react all oh, right yeah because they reacted to uh to the sonic and because of that like they changed the visual of the Sonic, but that was because after big demand. I don't see much gamers, many gamers, to complain about the controller. Well, uh, it depends where you look, but uh, you're right that it's more of a minority. Mm. 
What I think is more important if Google is talking about like how green they are and whatnot. I don't know how much they talk about it, but like every company these days want to say like, yeah, we are green. Our uh, like what it's called carbon footprint is very low or whatever. <laughs> like this is a way for you, Google, to show that you actually care, that you don't want to leave e-waste lying around and you can actually be the good guys. Like, honestly, I think from what I heard that the, a lot of people actually prefer the Stadia controller. So I think if they would manufacture it as a controller, it yeah, might be Google, successful. Google controller. <laughs> I mean, sure. It's going to have a Google button that just going <laughs> to take you straight to. It's going to have a Google Gmail, <laughs> Google Drive, and yeah. Google Plus. <laughs> Full support for Google Docs. I mean, and it's going to be compatible with Google Glass. <laughs> <laughs> and if they will ever come with a Google car, it, it's gonna control the car. Oh yeah, it's like the, <laughs> instead of the instead of the steering wheel. Huh? Yeah, I mean. <laughs> <laughs> we we're gonna talk about Steam Deck and all over and all handheld consoles. So the release of this portable console, the Steam Deck, in February 2022, wasn't as smooth as Valve probably hoped it would. Let's be honest, the Steam promised to run most of the games from your stream library in your hand, uh, but as the release was closer and closer, limitations of, of this handheld console would spring out off the ground, locked on 30 FPS most of the games, major titles are not supported, <laughs> uh, and the lack of consoles. That was the problems where gamers had to wait in line to get their hand on it. <laughs> get it? And have the console hand on it. But get many hand on deck. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but many claim that this console is a game changer for handheld gaming. So why is this particular console, the Steam Deck, why is it a big deal? I think this one's quite interesting because it's Valve, the, the PC gaming legend behind it. And I don't think the console is the right word for it because it's a PC, a Linux Steam OS flavor PC to be more precise. And the fact that Valve's behind it is, I think, one of the reasons why, why Steam Deck is still around and it's not doing that terrible. And I think it also comes to the pricing, because since they are so big, it's it has a little bit more console approach, you can see at Valve, because they set the price quite low, especially at the launch, like to get a laptop or like some equivalent portable device with this good hardware, it would actually cost much more. I mean, the hardware was still limited. And yeah, the issues with the game compatibility, although, uh, it's Valve, so they do software and they do software updates pretty good. So a lot of the stuff is much better now. From yeah, yeah, no, I, no. That's I, I wanted to say that it's not like that now. That was the we're talking about the, the news of the 2022, <laughs> but now it's obviously much better. Although there's a lot of games that are still not supported, like big major games. Yeah, but I think actually what Steam Deck brought was not. I mean, like, it, it brought something to the handheld gaming, and we can get to that in a bit. But it had also been a huge, uh, it brought a huge thing to the PC gaming, and that is 
support for more games under Linux. Because with the Proton layer, which they developed or helped develop, I'm not sure right now, uh, it's a compatibility layer which allows to play Windows games on Linux. It like makes in the Linux emulation of the Windows file system or something, or like or like the not the system like the folder structure and translates the the API call so that the game basically thinks it's on Windows and runs great. And like with the interest of on Steam Deck for major game developers, like the Linux can now play much more games thanks to this effort. Yeah, but will developers go and develop games on Linux? Well, it's this is not about developing games on Linux, but adding support for the Steam Deck, which which extends to supporting Linux. It's like not developing for Linux. It's more like ensuring it works in the Proton. So basically ensuring it works in some specific environment. And I got to say, even Microsoft made some of their games playable, at least on Steam Deck. Like, I think you can play Forza Horizon 5. I'm not sure about the frame rate and quality, but you can play it and it's playable from what I've been told. So that's huge. I think, for me at least, why is it such a big deal? It's because you can play your Steam library anywhere. Oh, yeah. You don't have to carry a huge computer on your back. And you can just turn on, turn, turn on I don't know, uh, Half-Life on, on your... Half-Life or, on, 3. <laughs> yeah, Half-Life or, or on, the, on the bus on the way to work or school. That's why I feel like it's a big deal. Like, uh, same as what... That, this is the same thing why uh, Switch was such a big deal. Because all your favorite game from Nintendo, you could have played on a plane, on a, on, on a toilet. Yeah. <laughs> you could play it on a bus, anywhere you want. And that's why this is a big deal. Definitely, although I would say that it's more towards a specific audience because a lot of PC gamers I know from my, uh, or like some of my friends, I would say, uh, that play on PC as their main platform usually own a Switch because they play the big PC games on the PC at home on their beefy, uh, power-hungry 1490 or whatever. Uh, no, I don't think anyone in my uh, in my social bubble has 1490. Uh, but uh, they played the portable games on the Switch, and so now the the Steam Deck that's its strength and weakness at the same time because Switch is focused on handheld gaming with or like has a really good support because it's the games are developed with the handheld version in mind oftentimes, especially the first party ones. And the Steam Deck is not. It's just uh, support for play, playing on controller on a PC. And uh, in that way, it's different. It has advantage of like huge library. Any console will could only dream of such a huge library of games even though not all of are supported i think still more games that all the major console combined are available on the steam deck probably i would dare to say something like it or will be soon yeah yeah <laughs> once the support is added but uh for example on switch 
the switchboards usually have like when you play them on handheld the font size is bigger mm. or it's more adjusted for a smaller screen so that you see what you need to see while on the steam deck it's usually not that often because the screen is quite smaller than what your average gaming laptop or, or I don't know, tablet screen would be. So that is um, one of the things yeah. which complicates it for Steam Deck. What do you mean complicates it? Like complicates the success, I would say. Oh, okay. Well, the, the Steam Deck has 6,000 games as for now. And that's a whole lot. Yeah, that was, that was that was sorry, that was October 2022. 6,000 games playable verified. So, yeah, I, it's a I pretty think, big number. Yeah. I think consoles you have like 1 2000s the next gen like the thing is like the next gen console have backwards compatibility but yeah. still like 6,000 games so so close after launch. Year yeah, after yeah, launch, oh yeah, oh yeah. Huge. That's the advantage for like <laughs> PlayStation 4 had had 3280 games. That's like that's half. Insane. <laughs> that's a little bit more than a half. <laughs> but but still like yeah, Steam has a huge advantage hmm. because of that. So do you think that the handheld console the handheld consoles can ever catch up to the major platforms like PC, Xbox, PS, PlayStation? switch I, <laughs> I think this is a really interesting question because if you look at how games like let's talk about the jumps in between generational jumps in consoles first yeah. to like illustrate what i'm trying to say i hope i won't lose the thread so <laughs> if you take a look at the jump between atari 2600 and the nes it was a huge leap mm. like you had full screen graphics and wow and then you had jump from SNES to N64, you had fully 3D graphics. And then the jump from the OG Xbox and PS2 to the next generation, and you had HD with 3D graphics. And now if you take a look between the PS4 and the PS5, or the PS4 Pro and the PS5, the jump is not that huge. I mean, yeah, it looks better, it has more fancy effects, some games has support for ray tracing, but the jump is, it's not such a big deal when you jumped from from the 480p on PS2, or like a lot of PS2 games were actually running 240p and looked like garbage, but if you jumped from that to PS3, wow, that was such a difference. Yeah, that's so true. much better, more details, and I think they will never catch up like on the exact performance, but I think they can actually catch up in like uh, the trade-off for visual fidelity in terms of details. But since we don't need that huge leaps, I would say, in terms of having pretty nice quality, something nice to look at, especially with like improvements in optimizations that a lot of game engines and uh, drivers can provide I mean we don't necessarily need to catch exactly but they can catch on the level that they can keep up rather than catch up hmm that's that's an interesting point I think I think the handheld console is gonna be its own thing yeah kind of it's not gonna be like because it's not everyone's like in the end of the day 
yeah, so you could take your uh, handheld console on a holiday or you can take it uh, like on the way to work. But when you get home, you you will still prefer PC, Xbox, PlayStation, whatever it is, something major that has all the games <laughs> that you want because of the performance and because of the, uh, I don't know, the online features and stuff like or that. like ease of use and, and stuff. Like handheld consoles, handheld consoles are heavier than your gamepad. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> it's, it's, it's st- I, I, held a st- I tried a Steam Deck because a lot of colleagues have it at work. And... So I, I tried it, and it is a beefy boy. Like, you could kill a cow with that. <laughs> it is pretty heavy. It's like like 1kg, I think. That's how... S- I think it's less, but yeah. It's yeah, like it's something like that. About right. But it's but <laughs> it's a pretty heavy for handheld console. Just imagine it like playing in bed with your handheld console. <laughs> if, it, if you would fall asleep and it would fall on your head, you would not sleep that night. You would go to the hospital because of a broken nose. <laughs> so... I th- I want I I think the handheld console is going to be like its own branch of gaming. It's never going to catch up to the real gaming because, as I said, in the end of the day, you'd rather play because of the performance, because of the higher fidelity, because of uh, the online features. I think it's still a great option. For example, like with the Switch, why it was so successful is because it gave you the flexibility, and that's kind of what the Steam Deck Steam Deck does when you com- when you combine it with a PC. Uh, but there's one thing that uh, I think we c- we should talk about in this topic, which relates to the online gaming, because. I don't know if you heard about the, I think Logitech made it, the the device that was basically like a, like a phone or a tablet, that's some mid-range or maybe low-range ARM CPU not capable of running big games and I think it ran on Android or modified Android, something like that. And it was focused on consuming media and consuming streamed games. So you had uh, pre-installed apps, I think, for the xCloud and the GeForce Now. And that's kind of another thing. Uh, it's, it relates to the game streaming, because on one hand, you you can have much lighter handheld. And if you only travel between places with good internet connection, like that can be totally fine for you or at least when you're on vacation. On the other hand, the handheld gaming, as you said, is big because you have the performance in your hands, so you can play it in a cave, in a submarine. I myself got a Switch, and when I travel to my parents by train, uh, there is a place without internet, even though the operators say there is great mobile data coverage, (laughs) there is not. And I can still play a lot of my Switch games because I have the performance in the palm of my hands and I do not have to rely on the online service. And I think the the same goes for the Steam Deck. Like, yeah, you, no, obviously. It's locally. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And another another question just popped in my head is that uh as you said, like uh the Steam Deck is running on uh on uh, like a modified version of Linux. Then uh, we talked. We talked about Switch, which is having its own uh, operation uh, operational system. And as we saw on the Switch, not many developers will want to go there. 
don't want to go and develop games on Switch. It might be changing now, but like still, it's a hassle. Yes. Because okay, so both of us we work in a in the game development <laughs> in a different position, but. Uh, when I started as a tester and we were testing some games on Switch in which and that game was uh also cross platform in between PS4, I think it was the newer series too, like the Xbox Series X, PS5 and on Switch. And because because of that, so you can all the players can run in one environment, you have to lower everything. You have to you have to lower the the fidelity. You have to lower lower the foliage. You need to the polygons. Everything has to be lowered so the 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 switch players can play without any issue. So now the question is, will the developers want to develop games also for uh, for uh, for Steam Deck, or maybe should a company? Someone, maybe just giving an idea to someone who uh, wants to make uh, money out of gaming. Some company could maybe focus on these type of games and do the do the, uh, the porting. Yeah, exactly the porting for the for this for these consoles, because not everyone will want to do that because it's pain to to port games. It's not easy, especially if you want a cross platform. Trust me, it's not freaking easy. <laughs> it's a hell. Uh, you don't want to do it unless you know that people will play it. And that's the thing. I think you just answered your own question. It comes to money. Why I mean, it was at the beginning of the Switch that developers didn't really want to do it, and now it's like more at the decline, I would say, because the hardware is much more obsolete than it was at launch. Are you talking about OLED? Oh, that's the same processor. Okay. It's like same CPU, same GPU. It just has so a nicer screen. So what's different? Sorry, sorry. Just, just a quick question. What is the different about the OLED? It has a nice OLED screen, like OLED Master Race. It's oh, okay. A, one of the best display technologies. Okay. And it has uh, higher um, internal memory. Okay. And it has integrated LAN port in the dock. Oh, okay. And it's more expensive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, of but, course. But of the thing for the porting comes to the money. Why developers go to the Switch? Because over 100 million people now, I think, own the Switch. Yeah. So if you release a game that, let's say, 20% of gamers that own the Switch might like, there is a chance that 20 million people will buy the game. Mm. And that's why consoles, it's like how consoles work. Like you try to make a platform that will attract both people and developers so that people will want the hardware because it has the games and developers will want to give their the games because there's the people that will buy the games and that's why a lot of studios do the uh, some even made the career of <laughs> porting games to the switch like panic button with their uh, doom 2016 port or they worked on apex legends or and Grip skyrim Digital. <laughs> yes <laughs> that's the company i work for <laughs> yeah so the, some companies did a career on porting or like they developed in-house or hired someone because of the money because of the people that will buy the game because when there is a demand and it's financially um, a good idea to to meet the demand, then you should go for it. Because it can earn you money and it will make the players happy. That's why a lot of ports have been demanded for Switch, because the portability and 
I think that's why some games are more likely to be adjusted for the Steam Deck because some players are actually moving just to the Steam Deck as their main platform. For example, when they're on the move or uh, current uh, current PC hardware is getting very, very expensive compared to previous generations, even without chip shortage. And Steam Deck has just the price appeal. Like it's much cheaper than buying a good PC. And with the smaller screen, you don't need that many details to have a good time playing somewhat. So it's, it can be another point for the developer. Okay, hey, Steam has the statistics, I think, for the developers now. Like, hey, a lot of people are playing our game on the Steam Deck. Maybe we should make it better experience so they will recommend it to their other Steam Deck friends. Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> I, I didn't look at those numbers, so I don't know. But as we like kind of establish, we st I still don't think that uh, it's going to become the major console. No, no, I don't think so. And that, that's the thing. It's not not that much of a console. It's like a cut down PC. It's like different kind of portable PC. Yeah. And that's just another, uh, uh, how to say, another hardware configuration. Yeah the developers can account for. It's much easier to account for than like a lot of other combination because each Steam Deck has the same CPU and GPU. Yeah. So yeah. you don't have that much work. That's true. Uh, and I think, and I kind of hope it's here to stay at least the form factor. I mean, there are other makers that make similar hardware. Sometimes they run on Windows, so they are basically just a pc in a case uh, yeah, with yeah. Uh, with a gamepad some are even more powerful than the steam deck i think even like some yeah, by the ai company or like ai neo was very very famous yeah there's options and if people will buy it and will try to play games on it and the developers will see that the people do this they will support it because that's where yeah. the money's at no exactly exactly i think i think it's still gonna take some time though because like the development just takes came time. out yeah exactly like i don't i don't i don't know how if, if like people these days i don't want to bash on people but i don't <laughs> know if people really understand how game development how long it takes it's a freaking pain to make a game <laughs> it takes a long time it's not just like it's now uh, now it's not just like just few people in a grandma's basement just programming some games on pc it takes a lot of people a lot of people and not just a lot of people it can take a lot of managers and you know how sometimes it can be pain to hassle with the managers yeah well and the manager <laughs> has to hassle with the people let's let's not be bad just on the managers no, no, like. no, it was kind of a joke <laughs> <laughs> but yeah you get the point like it's uh, it can be a lot of work especially when you aim for the higher fidelity which like a lot of company these days do like gaming has evolved oh yeah and it's not as easy to develop a triple A game as what was considered triple A 20, 30, 40 years ago. Yeah. I mean, at, at that time, the like hardware options were so simple that, yeah, it was a pain developing in assembly code without any extensive options of debug that we have today and emulators and you had to fit everything into 64 kilobytes yeah, yeah, cartridge yeah. but it could have been one person that had an idea and learned the code True. but today 
like there are projects like that, but they're definitely not like the the biggest games. Oh yeah, no, no. In terms of sales, yeah, that exactly. they're. I don't want to bash on indie developers. I love indie developers, and I love yeah. when someone is so passionate that they develop their own game for like ten years, and it's awesome. Yeah. But like, it's not that common. That's like game uh, with a scale of I don't know, let's say Assassin's Creed Odyssey, whatever. Yeah. It's like it cannot be done in one person in, no, in your lifetime not. definitely not definitely not i mean <laughs> with with ai tools maybe but <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah it's, it's gonna be very sketchy even that the cd project red announcements for me that's a really really close heart because uh close to my heart because the witcher 3 is my favorite game of all time <laughs> Uh, but let's be honest, after the big blow, after their big blow of releasing Cyberpunk 2077, <laughs> uh, somehow, somehow they managed it, but the CD Projekt Red made us excited again. Uh, they announced work on several projects, among them the Witcher games. Uh, altogether, they announced uh, five new Witcher games. There will be a new trilogy, one mobile game, and there is uh, not much known about the, the third project uh, but CD Projekt Red uh, also announced a remake of the first installment of the Witcher series which is really exciting they also said that their games including the remake of the Witcher 1 will run on Unreal Engine uh, I just want to have a quick quick note when they announced the, the Witcher 4 calling quote Witcher 4 <laughs> they, they announced it with a with, uh, just like The Witcher, Medallion, and a Snow. A lot of people were speculating, and CD Projekt Red uh, confirmed that it's, it's actually School of a Lynx. And I actually am really, really uh, interested how they're going to handle it, because I saw a fanfic of uh, fan fiction about the School of a Lynx. So it's a fan-made thing. But the thing is that the fans, the fan fiction says that Lambert, one of the witchers, uh, made that school. He created it, which doesn't make sense <laughs> because Lambert freaking hate witchers. He hates <laughs> himself <laughs> as a witcher, and he said he doesn't want to make any witchers. And actually, uh, this is not a spoiler because let's be honest, Witcher Three came out in 2015. You should have played by now. Definitely. This is not a freaking spoiler. It's even on a Switch. Yeah, you it's play <laughs> in toilet. Yeah, you, you could have played on toilet. <laughs> but he, at the end of the at one of the encounter, he rides with uh, with one of the witches who saved his life. So if you didn't manage to kill him, uh, there's a way you can kill him. Actually, <laughs> not not you, but like you, man, you can get him killed. <laughs> okay. But if he if he survives, you he you see him at the end leaving with one of the with one of the uh, or one of the witches or the sorceresses. Sorry, sorceresses. I should have said. So I don't know how they're gonna implement. How I hope they're gonna 
keep it consistent and not gonna make Lambert make a school of a links because it doesn't make sense and I am bashing it up. <laughs> <laughs> I I'm really really passionate about the Witcher games, okay? I I read the I books know. before it was cool. <laughs> I read the books. I fi- when I finished the books, the, the second game was already out. So they like just jumped into the games. I played the first one. I played them in order, thankfully. So uh so I is I'm really really passionate about that. And so, but there comes a question with these announcements and also with their um, bit of a failure in Cyberpunk 2077, because let's be honest, they didn't handle it well. <laughs> the launch, I, yeah, least. yeah, the launch, the launch at least. Like now it's fixed. I played it even on PlayStation 4. Plays well. Wow. It's so. <laughs> <laughs> it's that's I would say like. That's the good job, but should we trust CD Projekt Red? Should it, should we trust them uh, with this now, or is it any different than any other studios? I think that uh, CD Projekt kind of have a good track record of fixing their mess because I'm not sure if you remember, but when The Witcher Three came out, oh yeah, it was not an in such a mess state as Cyberpunk 2077, it was actually a whole lot of better, but there were still some issues with the game. Oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> and I mean, it not became as popular as it is today because of the launch state, but because of how it was improved later. Yeah, exactly. It's bi- and I think the biggest thing was when they uh, released a new game, I mean DLC, <laughs> it was a poke at EA because CD Project. <laughs> releases a new game and calls it the DLC while yeah. it the other way around. <laughs> yeah. But uh, <laughs> like That's this true. was the point where it became the big huge thing and it definitely sets CD Projekt as one of the like big RPG studios. Yeah. And I think uh, w- what they are doing with uh, Cyberpunk 2077 gives them quite a good position because now gamers can at least trust that or like hope there's a big possibility that if the game is not perfect at launch they will listen to their complaints and try to fix it in some time horizon yeah that's true and i mean see uh, cyberpunk is getting improved with every update from what i've read i mean i haven't played it yet But I definitely want to, and now that I hear it's getting better, I'm getting more and more excited to play. Yeah, now it's a great game. Like it doesn't overshadow The Witcher Three. It can't. <laughs> like it's just, it just can't. It's just that's not possible. But it's still a great game. Mm. It is still a great game. Also, these days, <laughs> uh, like it's really hard to. It's really hard to test game to into perfection. There are studios who can make it, but like there's always be something players will always find. Like yeah, like the Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven was really really broken. Yeah. It was it was a in a bad state. It shouldn't have been released. It it they should have kept it in the oven for another year and just just release it when it's actually ready, as they as they said when it was announced, <laughs> right? I mean, I think the issue of that game was uh, also that from, as the rumor has it, they restarted development. So there were high expectations because we were waiting for a long time for that game. 
and um, they, by the time they were about to, they were close to the end of the main development, new platforms came out. So they tried to optimize for so many platforms, yeah. which, as you said, is a massive pain. It is. And the more platforms you have, the harder it is. And there's also the thing they did this huge mistake of outsourcing the QA. Me yeah, as a QA true. professionally, uh, yeah. I work now as a QA and mm, once this was uncovered that they had some hustle with the company, I'm not sure if how, how much of it is true because I don't yeah. think we had it from an official source, but all our QAs were actually commenting on that and we all QAs in our company agreed that it might not be such a good idea to yeah. outsource a QA in yeah, yeah. that in such a big scope. Yeah, hire hire QA developers. It's it's really needed. No, yeah, QA is one of the most. You can say what they we, anyone can say what they want, but the QA is essential for gaming. We're gonna talk about it a little bit more later, or maybe in the future. And maybe in the future, <laughs> I, 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 want, I want to touch it in, in one other topic we're gonna talk about today. But okay. uh, if you again, if you look at the uh, if you look at the next gen update for The Witcher Three, uh, it, when it came out, it was a bit broken. I'll be honest, it was a bit broken. <laughs> uh, I was actually streaming it on my Twitch, and I when I died. I, I I was soft locked. I couldn't get <laughs> to the main menu. I couldn't get to. Uh, I couldn't exit the game. I have to. I basically I had to. Uh, I I had to go through task manager and just kill it, kill the app. I could. <laughs> I just couldn't get uh, restart the game, which was which was sad. But they fixed it, and it's much much better. And 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 how they did it? It was just you know they could just like 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 most of developers how they did <laughs> it right? Oh, we're gonna release the game on, on a new console. Yeah, 4K, 30 f 30 FPS. <laughs> <laughs> but you have ray tracing and you have higher fidelity. You have higher foliage. But they they didn't just settle down to just you know make the game nicer. They brought a lot of new quests. They like a lot of content. A lot of new content. They uh, the uh, the game looks better. I'm gonna talk about it later on more. So I just want to say that yes, CD Projekt Red. I I, okay. I personally I trust them because I know that the, even if they release a game that's sort of broken, they sit on their butt and they're gonna freaking fix it. Not just because. Not just because I feel like no, it's not just because they messed up, but because they want to. Okay, I mean every developer, every everyone who works in this industry. If I'm not uh, talking about the guys who are like high, 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 like the uh, uh, <laughs> the management. I mean uh, the non-gamers in the yeah, industry. Yeah, 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 management yeah. can no, be no, good. Yeah, yeah, the management can be good. I'm talking about like the the shareholders and st stuff like that. The people who don't care about the games, but they yeah. care about the money. Uh, uh, what, where, where was I going with this? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> um, how, how you trust CD Projekt Red? Yeah, yeah, because they, 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 you know, every developer wants to just uh, release a good game that everyone will enjoy, and that's when it comes to. So I feel like we should never, never, ever blame uh, blame uh, developers for a broken game. 
it's never their fault because they tried their freaking best. Yeah, we can we can we can uh, say that was a terrible game. You should never should have made it. It's awful. It's unplayable. It's it has a terrible story. Yada yada yada. But when it comes to a good game, and it's just been broken. Okay, just go and fix it. Yes. I don't care. Fix it. Give me the... I don't care if the one-day patch has a 50 gigabyte. I don't freaking care. Yeah, I have fast internet connection too. Yeah. <laughs> it's not about that even. I'd rather have the 50 gigabyte update Yeah. Totally than, than just have a broken game. Mm. So, also one thing, CD Projekt Red announced that they... The virtual one is going to come on the Unreal Engine and all the games. Yeah, sorry, you want to say before, something else? Before you go to that, yeah. I would just like to add uh, that um, with this like game being released in terrible state compared to 20 years or maybe sometimes even less in the past because they had no option than to expensively withdraw all the all the game discs or cartridges and redistribute them, which is super expensive. <laughs> so now they have options to release unfinished game. But uh, I have one advice for you to stop or at least prevent this from happening. Do not pre-order games. <laughs> no, seriously, I'm serious. Don't pre-order games. Because unless the company has an amazing track record of releasing games in a great state on a great state on day one and i mean even nintendo that usually did this had i think it was last year the mario strikers issue that was like the game was not in a i think it was better than like cyberpunk for example <laughs> at launch but uh, still like it was not in the state you wanted it to be at launch but Seriously, just stop pre-ordering games. If you won't pre-order games, the game companies will have to earn your trust by releasing the game in the good state. So if you don't pre-order the game, they don't have guaranteed you will buy it. So they will have to make the game good so they will get good reviews. If you pre-order the game, they don't have to persuade you to buy it because you already did. Fair enough. I will still pre-order the crap out of the Witcher game. So. <laughs> <laughs> You're lost cause. <laughs> yeah, yeah. In that regard, when it comes to Witcher, yes. So but take it as I say, not as Michal do. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. But yeah, for the Unreal Engine, that's actually very interesting because uh, the the Witcher coming or the CD project coming to Unreal Engine comes to me kind of as a surprise now, not when it was announced, but now that they've added the next gen improvements to their uh, to their custom engine, because like they now have the support for all the fancy features while they're moving to another engine. I mean, I don't blame them in the regard that Unreal Engine 5.1 is pretty sweet. If you can just watch some videos on YouTube when they compare or like showcase some of the features I'm working for non-developers. I'm, I'm working in Unreal Engine at the moment and it's freaking amazing. Yeah, like the Nanite is a feature that basically uh, like in a game when you have like to save performance you have an object in high quality and there are LODs as it goes for level of detail versions of that model so when you yeah. go further away it flips to lower lower detail model yeah. to uh, make it easier on your GPU so that you can actually have playable frame rates and Unreal Engine 5.1 
uh, gets rid of this and they dynamically change it you ha have no loss in performance and the game still looks amazing yeah. and there are plenty of other features like that so yeah. I mean I totally understand why they went for it but um, still kind of these days a lot of studios are moving especially to Unreal Engine because if you try the demo for example of the the Matrix mm. I played it and it's it's amazing if you work it with it you usually yeah, know no, that it's yeah. amazing <laughs> no. and developing your own engine is hard but on the other hand uh, it can offer you some level of mm, flexibility and customizability that yeah. the commercial engine can exactly and for example, uh, I read an uh, interview with one of the guys from Bohemia Interactive, the Czech studio that developed like Daisy and Wildlands. And uh, I remember him saying something like that they try to use some commercial solutions for some games, but also their own. Because sometimes they do uh, a little bit more niche things, which are not and probably will never be supported in the commercial engines. And also, if you know Bohemia Interactive, they usually tend to support their games for a lot more than like engine version is. Yeah, true. So like for long-term support, it makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Uh, we we kind of talked about this at work, we kind of touched on this topic and Yes, as you said, like Unreal Engine 5, especially Unreal Engine 5.1, is as a game changer. It's not just a global illumin illumination and like how it works. It's also how it, uh, it's the it's the visual scripting, the blueprints. It's 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 the it finally it doesn't look like an engine that was developed by kids. It, it was <laughs> made for kids. The the UI and the UX is so good. In, in, in Unreal Engine 5. It's just super easy to navigate. It's uh, it's just an amazing platform to work on. However, uh, I feel like the why so many companies have their own engines, especially the big companies, you know, EA has a Frostbite, uh, Bethesda has totally... Their crap. Their crap. <laughs> creation <laughs> engine, which I heard the new the Elder Scrolls is running on. What? Yeah, I heard Why won't they use the it tech, which yeah, is exactly. superior in I was, way? I was, I was saying about <laughs> the same thing. Like, just, just throw that crap out of the window <laughs> and use something freaking better. There's a market for it. Yeah, like they have their in-house yeah. it's like which is actually pretty awesome. Yeah, yeah. Or, or like the games like uh, like Horizon Zero Dawn oh, yeah, has the Decima engine, engine, which is absolutely amazing engine too. The reason why companies want to have their own engine, it's, as you said, one of the things is definitely customability of the engine, but also it's just much cheaper because... Oh yeah, you don't have to develop the engine. Yeah. And, yeah. No, I it's it's much cheaper to have your own engine than than uh, oh. because you have to buy the prescription. Like I can use Unreal Engine for free because for you're my not user, earning money on because it. Because I'm not earning money on it. But if the whole company will develop a game on uh, on Unreal Engine, all of a sudden you have a game that that cost. I think the uh, the Unreal Engine or the Epic has it. Like if. You're not making under like certain amount of money that you don't have yeah, to I pay. I think it's under million dollars on yeah. the game or something. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then imagine, imagine, imagine. Uh, yeah, it's gonna cost CD Projekt Red a lot of money. But if they're willing to spend it, 
I believe it's Unreal uh, the, the Witcher 1. Oh my gosh, it's going to look so good. <laughs> I'm going to have to buy a new graphics card for that. <laughs> I'm going to have to just buy everything new, maybe new computer altogether. I don't know if I have money to uh, run yearly a 4090. <laughs> maybe I would not have to pay for heating that much, though. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I feel like it can be... There can be a lot of good with coming to an Unreal Engine, but that you're losing that kind of, a, as you said, uh, the accessibility of your own engine in and regards of cus- customizations and and your own like visual language. Yeah, that that's it. The visual language, like the each engine, kind of has their little bit own style. It's not just the models, but how the engine re- uh, represent or renders the. Yeah. Uh, the models and yeah it's uh, like sometimes you can really tell the game runs on unreal engine 4 based on how the lightning looks like yeah, yeah i think like in unreal fine if you have more options for that yeah. but um, it will be definitely interesting to see what will they do with yeah it. yeah yeah it's like uh, one, one thing about the unreal engine like <laughs> the reason why we don't see much of the global illumination it's because it's performance heavy. And yeah, yeah, Unreal Engine has it still, but it's still performance heavy. No, of course. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna take a long time to for 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 uh, games to have native global illumination. And uh, like it's it's great to make movies in Unreal Engine. Freaking freaking uh what's it called? Mandalorian. Uh, Mandalorian. It's yeah. like you should have uh, tried to look up a video about it if you haven't yeah, watched the virtual production. The, the visual production insane. of they have like big LED screens and they uh the set is just a big LED LED room with the screens and they they projecting the 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 scene the 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 foliage like the, the rock the environment, environment on the screen behind the behind the characters and yeah so it's like a green screen yeah but instead of having the green reflection that's why they can afford to have like the shiny glossy ship of the main character because it has real time reflections on exactly the ship, which you could not do easily exactly. on the green screen even even on mando's like armor you oh, can yeah. see it yeah it looks so good and that's why it's so good it looks so good that it's not just i mean they could it would just cost much 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 more to oh. film it somewhere outside because you have to move the whole production team the director and the light designers and everyone to have to move to and like here around you can the have, globe for different locations yeah exactly and now, now you just have it in one room and you can real life you can change the environment in unreal engine so unreal engine 5 is freaking amazing and it's going to change a lot it's already changing the gaming industry oh yeah let's be honest i actually can't wait for first unreal engine 5 games to release because yeah. like on the next gen hardware it actually runs and provides a lot of options and i think when first unreal engine 5 I hope including the the Witcher remake. Yeah. When they are released, it, it will be like the the few true next gen games that will bring yeah. all the advantages. But yeah. since it was released uh, not that long ago, <laughs> it will take some time because, as we said, development takes time. Yeah, 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 exactly. But I gotta say, I have one wish for for the Witcher while we while I mention it uh, once again while we had the topic. <laughs> I really wish uh, they would uh, add or 
at least at the option that the original Czech uh, dubbing <laughs> of the game. <laughs> I mean, it was oh a little God. bit cringe it was, sometimes. That was, it's, but it was so cringe that it was so much fun to listen to. Exactly. That's exactly <laughs> the point of it. It's just that the voice actors are so... Like I feel like they haven't been paid enough. <laughs> <laughs> uh, honestly, I think uh, with the first game they might not have been. <laughs> no, I mean, I mean, even CD Projekt Red, that was the first game they ever made. That ever they were still learning how to make a video game, and by the end of the game, they finally learned how to make a game. So let okay, let's make a second installment and look at the second installment. It was fucking banger. Everyone loved that game, and then The Witcher Three just expanded even better it. yeah even better so i have a high hopes for uh city project red but there's the 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 what's the word <laughs> freaking forgetting words in english like a level yeah the level is just uh oh you're the bar you the, bar, the bar the bar is set too high the bar ah. is set very high because oh, of the witcher sure. 3 and just overall be that's why that's why they released the uh, cyberpunk in such a bad state so that people <laughs> would lower their bar <laughs> a little <laughs> maybe let, let, let's have some wow, conspiracy so, theory <laughs> <laughs> okay let's start a reddit thread on this let's <laughs> see was it a marketing experience it was the game just developed by some studio somewhere else it wasn't even developed by cd project Red. they just put it put it somewhere in india or something <laughs> just <laughs> just few people developed it if if that would be the truth they did a hell of a good job <laughs> i have to say that uh yeah like some guy uh, back in the block of flats yeah. during nights on his yeah, yeah. mother's laptop yeah. <laughs> <laughs> mom are you on the phone again <laughs> the internet is crappy <laughs> Uh, these days it's more like microwave disrupting the wi-fi yeah that's a fact google it is it is it real yeah my okay. it can it's I, like the it can uh have some interference on the 2.4 gigahertz uh, uh bandwidth i have an urge to put a tinfoil hat on my head right now <laughs> that sounds so crazy uh, i think we should move on the microwaves are trying to kill us ladies and gentlemen <laughs> protect yourself oh no what have i said <laughs> what have i done yeah i actually i'm afraid that i said it and that was somewhat somewhat someone's gonna take it it's gonna yeah, make don't it real quote us on that. yeah don't quote us on it that. was a joke it was this scalamer yeah it was a joke yeah. it's not true yeah, yeah, yeah. But don't game on Wi-Fi while you have a microwave. <laughs> <laughs> or don't game in the microwave. Just don't oh, do yeah, it. don't game on the microwave. I mean, yeah, it can run World of Warcraft easily. I said but in microwave. <laughs> <laughs> I'm too fat to fit in the yeah, same, microwave. Yeah, same, same, same. Uh, yeah, I'm too fat. <laughs> let's move on. Oh, uh, uh, yeah, let's All move right. on. Later on in this year, we had a GTA 6 leak. The Rockstar is very known for their secrecy. Like, it, I don't think the Red Dead Redemption 2 was leaked at all. Oh yeah, that, that's... that's They're very, right. very, very, like, nitpicky about their secrecy. And that is why this leak is such a big deal. And not just the game announcement was leaked. It's not just that oh, we're making... Uh, the GTA 6. If that would just be the, the leak, everyone would be like, oh, okay, that's cool. Okay, we yeah, were excited for it. We expected that. Yeah, yeah, we expected <laughs> that you hopefully are working on GTA 6, but a lot of content. 
was just out there for the world to see. Location, story, characters, and other information mm. were pulled out from the Rockstar. Well, GTA V was still announced to be published on the PS5 on Xbox Series X. Mm. So... That, that's mind-boggling for me. <laughs> I heard some stories, like, I don't know if it's actually true, if they, if, because I don't think the rock star confirmed it, that apparently, like, 70-year-old guy, like, a boy was behind the leak. I don't believe that. I don't think that's possible. Uh, hmm. So, but it's not just, it's not just just a small amount of information was a lot i think like the whole story was uh leaked a bunch of videos a bunch of pictures uh like the main characters and the other characters were leaked it, it's crazy so how can this leak affect the development of the game and is it like becoming is it because a lot of video games do it too i feel like it's becoming marketing strategy we're gonna say that Ooh, it was a leak. Wink. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like what you're saying, the marketing practice makes a lot of sense because I think a lot of companies do it. Yeah, exactly. It's a leak. Wink, wink. Yeah, exactly. And uh, and sometimes it's like, uh, it feels like it was a leak, but it was like they left the files on their desk so that someone could easily grab them or like, yeah, 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 like yeah. you know what, like, like yeah. a metaphor. I hope no I mean. one will see this. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it feels like that because uh, honestly, it can provide the companies with some level of feedback, like, okay, the, the players see this and they will react, of course, like when you see a leak. You can, of course, react uh, to you know, what you like, what you dislike. And sometimes companies, I feel like companies do it, especially when they try to take some risky steps, usually in terms of uh, earning more money versus having uh, being passionate about making a good game or like a good product. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but um, uh, to the question how it can develop the game, well, like, it's kind of obvious. If they're not deaf to what fans will say, they will probably react to their feedback. If they like something, they will add more of it. If they don't like, they will not. And I think it can also help marketing. I have a guess, although I... Uh, Nintendo, if you're if your lawyers are listening, <laughs> then I didn't say that because I know how how terrible you can be when you took down the Did You Know Gaming video, but that's for another day. Um, but um, it feels like when the Switch was about to launch, there was every week some new information available, and some of them were considered leaks, but. It almost felt like uh, they were just uh, leftover leftover crumbs for the the media to uh, to build the hype for something. Yeah, exactly. and I think this this can be the same thing. Like, hey, like you don't you we announced GTA Six and you're not talking about it because you've been waiting for like ten years and still nothing because we are in, we were instead developing GTA Online which sucks. Yeah. So uh, let's talk about our game more. I mean, it can be a little bit of that. I mean, like we don't know, but yeah. I wouldn't be that surprised if this was the truth. So you think this was a marketing? I'm not sure, but I wouldn't be surprised. Like, that's 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 the thing because Rockstar is, as I said, they're known for their secrecy, 
but all of a sudden we have this huge leak of GTA 6. So it's kind of it's kind of it's coming as a surprise from Rockstar. Uh, the possi- other possibility is also that it's um, not representative of the games. Often the leaks can be of early uh, development phase, so they're totally different. And also sometimes the not all the leaks are truthful. Like there are a lot of leakers that sometimes they can even get like a honeypot uh, leak from the company fair, fair. of something different or they can totally make this stuff up. I mean, I don't know why would someone go to the extreme length to make something like that, but like people, people these days can totally do this. Uh, and I mean, usually they do it as a satire or a joke or, the, or as an April Fool's. I mean, I did some stuff like that in the past, like you uh, the game. <laughs> f- fake games and stuff, you know, like making a fake game cover as like, look, guys, new game coming out. Because, of course, it, it's fun. Yeah. Uh, like it, it you can like get to you troll you... people, huh? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's April the 1st, so you can get some some updates on the Reddit, some conversation. Oh, yeah, I wish they would make this game. And yeah, yeah, yeah. It's fun. But like making up leak, it can be for fake internet points. I mean, sure. But like it can totally happen. Yeah. No, I, I'm not saying it could not happen. I'm just doubting if this was the Oh, yeah, me too. But like, who knows? Yeah, who knows? Like, I mean, probably we'll never know until, like, Rockstar will come up. Did Rockstar even said anything about it? Uh, I don't even know. I'm not know. sure, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> because, like, for, for me, GTA V, I never played it. I never planned to play it. So I'm not that big of a fan of GTA series. The last one I was I was playing was, I think... Andreas? G- no, it was GTA Three. Ah, okay. <laughs> like even older than San Yeah, Andreas. exactly. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I myself also not uh, a hardcore GTA fan. I mean, I played some, like San Andreas. GTA V, actually, like the storyline is actually or can be a lot of fun i enjoy that but yeah. um, i don't understand people that call for gta 6 and instead of instead keep buying shark cards in yeah. gta online it's your fault that gta 6 started development that late it's like yeah. it's like i said with the pre-orders vote with your wallet if yeah. you if you would not pay them for that online crap, they would start developing GTA 6 sooner because yeah. they would know they it's need something money. to make money again. Yeah, it's make money. Yeah, I mean also it like let's be honest, it also takes some manpower too, because people are still playing GTA online, and it takes some manpower to. Yeah, but they, they're, they're earning a lot of money from people Yeah, I'm not cards. saying they're not. I'm not saying they're not. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, but uh, so do you think that the GTA 6 could be as successful as its predecessor, GTA 5? I mean, that is a really good question. I am a little bit skeptic into there. There are basically two outcomes yeah it flop yeah. and success one of them like what plays for the success is that like rockstar had actually pretty decent track record of releasing kind of complete games that are actually pretty good like yeah you remember with that redemption too like when it came out it was like great it didn't have much issues and it was a great game the same when they released some other games in the past and 
I mean, I yes, didn't like. I didn't like you, Dead Redemption Two. I mean, I, <laughs> I have some. I, I didn't have like everything reserves. about it, but it was a, it was a fun game. I it, mean, I like the first one more, unpopular yeah. opinion, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was actually in pretty good state. And no, for was, the people that prefer the general, it was, a, it was still a good great. game. I yeah. just didn't like it. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, like that, that can be the case of GTA Six. Yeah, but also they can have the. We can call it the, the cyberpunk issue. The oh. game that has been put away for so long, but everyone knew it would come up eventually. And if the development is going bad, I think it would be better for them to just release it as a crap and move on to other other game rather than like prolonging and prolonging and restarting development because the hype will just go longer because people will say, oh yeah, they're working on it. Yeah. which means it will be even better because they are working on it for so long. Like, it's, it's called development hell, like yeah. con constant restarts of the development. Yeah, a yeah. Couple go a couple of games had it, and while they survived, meaning they were in the end uh, released, uh, most of them were not good. And yeah, no, that's, that's true. That's <laughs> I true. mean, like, GTA 6 started development late, but, um, well, we'll see. I mean... It's not gonna come anytime soon. I'll be honest. <laughs> I they, as I said, they announced that the GTA V will come to PS5 and Xbox Series X. So yeah, like I don't know when. I don't know if maybe it's already out. I don't know. It's like the joke. PS2 had three GTAs, like the three San Andreas and Vice City, yeah. I think, and. Uh, the GTA 5 had three the PlayStations <laughs> <laughs> because it originally came for the PS freaking 3 and Xbox 360. Yeah. So far ago. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah. Because GTA 5 came out in 2013. Yeah. I mean, 2013. Uh, I mean, that was the pinnacle of gaming, but yeah. still. <laughs> no. Yeah, no, it's exactly. So long ago now. Yeah, it's so long ago. Ten Just years. move on. <laughs> move on. And, like, if you, if you even look at the re what is it, remaster or remake of GTA San, was it San Andreas? Oh, yeah, they actually, the definitive edition. The definitive edition. Oh, they didn't have a good state at launch. That was terrible. It even still looks terrible. Like, <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> like, I, I played it with all my friends, uh, on my friend's PC, and I was like, what is this? Like, yeah, I get that game was developed long, long time ago, but you can't just, just put it just on HD and... Oh, yeah. Just not I mean, about, care no, about everything I mean, else. You can make it run and put the HD rendering, but then you cannot ask for that price. No, exactly. It was like how, if you do that, you it? you should sell it for like three euros on Steam. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it felt it felt like they just just gave it. So they it just was, outsourced it. It, it. Was a, it felt like a cash grab, like from yeah. the management. Like, oh yeah, people love them. Let's give them a very cheap remaster. Exactly. And that's why it surprised me when these were like players hated the state. They were like, hmm, maybe we should cancel other remaster projects. No, you should actually should make, make them good. good. Yeah, just fix it. Like, I mean, I'm still waiting. For the first Red Dead Redemption to come on PC, because oh, that, would be great. that game was great. I played it That'd on the great. PS3, and I can totally see why how it can be improved in terms of visual oh, yeah. fidelity. Because that game is awesome. Yeah, give it oh, us yeah. on PC. 
yeah. with <laughs> global illumination <laughs> or even without it. I mean, just give it to us on PC. Yeah, exactly. Working properly and running properly. Yeah. And, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Like, I... I don't know if I could trust, like, as I trust the CD Projekt Red, I don't know if I can trust uh, uh, Rockstar games, Rockstar Studios, because of this kind of a history of cash grabbing people and just... The like, it's more like the recent games. history, because in the past it feels like no, they, they had a little bit better track record than they have yeah, today. No, yeah, yeah, but it's just going down. I don't know mm. if it's due to the, 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 the shareholders and stuff. Or like the changes in the gaming industry overall and they're just not grasping it. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. But that's just... We'll <laughs> see. We'll, 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 we'll see. We, we're going to watch your career with... Uh, uh, <laughs> how's the meme from the Star Wars? We're going to watch your... Uh, oh, with, with, a, with great interest. With oh, great yeah. interest, yeah, yeah, yeah. I should have remembered that. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that was GTA 6. We have high expectations. Yeah, we have Star. high expectations. Same from CD Projekt Red. We oh, have really high expectations. I feel like high expectations is good if it has common sense. Like, I'm sorry, but if the, like, first, first and foremost, please, devs. Don't prom. Don't make promise that you can't fulfill. Yeah, it's the thing under prom, under promise over deliver rather than the other. Exactly, way exactly, exactly. Because people, I want to be surprised. I want to be. I want to be. Oh, this game has this. That's amazing. That's like even better than they promised. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And also, like, let's be honest. Like us as gamers, as players, people are freaking greedy, and they're not understanding. Like, uh, like with the if I go back to the Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven uh, development, as they were saying, uh, let's let's move it to the next year, let's move it to the next year, all of that, they are getting death death threats, they are getting uh, hateful emails and and the mail and stuff like that. I, uh, you could say like, it was just a it was just a empty thread. It doesn't leash it up. No, <laughs> if if. If I would have a company and someone would send to my my employee that, hey, I'm going to kill you if you're not going to work on that game, I'm going to take it freaking seriously. And I'm not going to take the chance. Yeah, that it, it could be a real death threat. Yeah, exactly. You don't know. People are crazy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, they are. <laughs> so, guys. I mean, to quote on that, like, I to, like, close this kind of, like, the, the death threat topic, yeah. I would say... I, I would quote from the IT crowd, people, <laughs> what a bunch of bastards. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So so I would say to us as gamers, let's just, yeah, let's lower the expectancy a little bit. Let's just take take a step back. Yeah, we can expect a lot, especially when they're promising us. That's fair. If they're promising, promising us a lot, it's fair to have that expectation. But let's not be freaking idiots. Let's, let's not be, be people. Let's to be people. humans. Exactly. People are making the games. Yeah. Come on. If you're gonna, if you're gonna, if you like, the game development is a stressful job enough of itself. <laughs> oh yeah. And if you're gonna send, I'm gonna kill you if you're not gonna uh, release the game, which you have no power of because yeah. some executive up top decided yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So let's just you know take a step back. As, as gamers and let's just yes let's have a high expectation that there's nothing wrong with that but let's just have a real realistic expectations too and if the game needs a little bit more there's nothing wrong 
with letting the game being in the oven for a little bit longer time. Yeah, you if you pre-ordered it, I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry just for you. wait. Just wait. Just have some freaking patience. <laughs> just hey, just wait. If even if even if the game would come two years later, but you knew that it would come in a really really good state, it's just freaking worth your every freaking penny. And As I said, vote with your wallet. Like, don't yeah. send death threats if the game sucks. Refund it if you can. Yeah, there are options, or you don't have to buy it, or read the reviews before you buy it. Like, if yeah. you have, if. It's a company that don't always make good games, or like any company, as I said, don't buy it right away. You you yeah. can wait one day to read the reviews, yeah, yeah, yeah. and uh, if you think it will be bad, don't buy it. Vote with your wallet. Don't send death threats because it's usually not the death's yeah. fault. It's like hundreds of people working on it, lot of decisions coming from the executive, like, let's cut this content because we want to release it for exactly. like this season. Exactly. That's not the dev's fault. Rather, be the good community when uh, when the Halo Master Chief Collection was announced and the 343 Industries announced yeah. they are working on it and that they're, they will keep the option to have the old visuals and the new visuals, which is awesome. Yeah. Uh, people were sending them pizzas and they said, on Twitter, I think people, please stop sending us pizzas. We we have way too many. We can't eat all the <laughs> That's pizzas. Nice. And That's be good... that kind of gamer. Like do the good stuff, and when yeah, someone else does the bad, just vote with your wallet. You have yeah, the power. Yeah. yeah. Also, I want to I want to say I want to I want to stress this enough. I want to I want to make this a really big point. You are not buying a property. You are buying a license. <laughs> if you're buying a game, you're not buying the game you just buying a license they allowing you to, for some money to play the game on your console you're not buying a product you're buying a license therefore you have no right to demand anything every development it starts with some creative mind someone who wants hey i want to make this game and i want it to be fun it's going to be my little baby and i'm going to carry it and i hope it's going to be fun there's this creative the whole game development is just a creative job where you're making something that you are excited for you're enjoying and maybe you have a good team and it's their product it's not yours <laughs> Let's be, let's. I, I want to be honest with this. Like you have no right to demand anything. It's, it's a product. You, yeah. Still is a product. Something you can buy. Like, yeah, in but you buying like, a license for the product. Yeah, that's what I yeah, mean. Yeah, yeah. Like it's product in in like the business terms. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But you buying the license to play the game. You don't buy to use the product. the product. Yeah. Only if you, if you're buying a physical copy, the product you're getting is the physical disc. Or and the sometimes cover. it's just a license on the disc. Exactly. <laughs> but yeah, exactly. It's, like, it's still kind of a, a kind of license here. You're right. Yeah. So so let's just you know you. It, it sounds really harsh, but we have no right to demand anything. It's their product. It's it's their baby. They're going to work on it however they want. We have no right to demand. Yes. They want, They of course, if, if it's a game that what they want to people enjoy, they will listen to you. Hmm. Because they want your money. They, they want, want to persuade <laughs> exactly. you to buy the game. Yeah, exactly. That's why voting with your wallet is so important. Exactly. Exactly. So let's just let's just be sensible mm. to developers and also in between each other. Yeah, let's just not like you hate this game all. I hate this platform. It doesn't matter. We're all gamers. It doesn't matter what you game on. Yeah, and we have one thing in common, and that's the X 
button, whatever you call it. Freak off. <laughs> even, even mobile gamers have it, the X to close the app. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that was, that was some, just a topic from the 2022. As we said, like we're going to work more. We're going to talk more later on in the, in different episodes in the future. Uh, so, so far, if you're liking this, if you're enjoying to be with us here, if you're listening, even on the freaking toilet, then have a good poop, first and foremost. <laughs> and, and second of all, please give us a follow on social media. Uh, go to our YouTube then, and share with your friends because that's the best way of, uh, of us getting more listeners and making more and more episodes because we know that you care and we care for you. And have a good poop. <laughs> and also, don't forget to share with us your opinions and takes on the topics we talked about. Because yeah. like everyone can have a different opinion. We have two opinions here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there are way more. Yeah, yeah. Let's start a conversation in the comment section on YouTube or somewhere else. Maybe we'll make a Reddit thread like, one like day. Like the poop, poop thoughts on some... Yeah, dude. Maybe like really the best, good, right? best, best thoughts are while you're pooping. I mean, or, or while you're in shower. Yeah, or while you're in shower. That's actually... There's a reason why is when you have... Why do you have best thoughts uh, like when you're showering or when it's raining? It's because the, 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 the water droplets, they take the uh the dust with them down and therefore uh the air is more clear and ah. therefore your brain thinks a little bit better so overclocking the brain with a shower exactly exactly so let's let's take a shower everyone <laughs> <laughs> Hey, 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 stop. I see you're trying to turn off this podcast. Don't do it because <laughs> we are not done yet. I mean, yeah. it kind of might have sounded like that because we talked about the socials. A lot of people do it in the end of some talk. We do it our own way, okay? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and we would like to talk about the games we played in 2022, the past year. Because as I said at the beginning, I played a whole lot of games. As Michal said, he didn't play that whole lot of games, but still played games. Yeah, no? I did still play games, yeah. <laughs> Actually, like to be honest, it kind of surprised me the amount of games I have touched the last okay. year when I was preparing for this episode, watching all my achievement list, like, wow, I really played this like in the one year. Um, but... Uh, so that we get the bad first, like the bad news sure, first. Let's, get the let's start with the biggest disappointment because I mean, like there were some great games or yeah. a lot of great games. Like we didn't limit ourselves to the newest releases, of course. <laughs> Spoiler alert! But there were some disappointments that happened last year, like the new oh, yeah. releases that were bad or it's been like quite games a lot, that actually. were bad. Yeah, <laughs> like the gaming industry is not always at the best place. Yeah. And so, Michal, what was your biggest disappointment last year? What you played that Ooh. really disappointed you? I think the biggest one so far was the Battlefield 2042. <laughs> it was so bad. <laughs> I actually played it only once because it was so terrible. <laughs> the the operator system, like you, you, it's not that you have a soldier, you have a rifleman, medic, you have a, like, a sniper and stuff like that. But now you have like operators with some, I, f I feel like, I don't know if they changed it or not, but I think they had like, uh, each of the operators you could use had like a different, 
uh, skill set and stuff like that. It was so awful. Like, why? <laughs> That's not what Battlefield was about. Battlefield was about massive battles, realistic combat, and that doesn't happen in the game. I mean, like, you had some operators in the past games. Like, yeah, I mean, operators like a different uh, different classic. Classes, but this is, I'm not... I'm, oh, this is something this different. This is something oh, totally different. I haven't played different. the 2042. And, yeah, you should not. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually okay, so won't. bad. <laughs> it's, I don't know, I don't know, uh, I, I don't know how the game is in a state right now, if they fix it or not. I mean, come on. It's EA. <laughs> <laughs> and it's DICE. Let's, let's be honest, like, True. their game's just been going nosedive uh, like the visual glitches and bugs the terrible gunplay the gunplay was absolutely awful that was one thing that was actually the previous battlefields were known for for oh, their yeah. realistic gunplay that was just gone like you said, you Aww. feel like you ha you're shooting airsoft guns at <laughs> each other it's terrible matchmaking Yikes. was absolutely terrible it still is. Uh, I mean, a lot of games these days has terrible matchmaking, but yeah, yeah. But uh, this was this was like above that. Okay. Like, uh, it first of all, it takes you so long because no one's playing it <laughs> <laughs> to join in. Understandable. But also, also like you join to a server. Like, why would why did I connect to the U.S. server when I'm playing from Europe? Oh, that yeah. sucks. That like was that was that was pink, right? Yeah, exactly. Also, like the FPS drops and every everything was like the loading of the textures and all, all the assets, mm. uh, the static meshes and stuff like that. And <laughs> Sounds glitches. like a rushed and no, unfinished game. It was. <laughs> it was. But in the end of the day, I wasn't really surprised. Even like the the. The the Battlefield Five was a disappointment too, mm -hmm. like pushing some agendas uh, and also like just it wasn't fun at all. So what oh. about you? Well, <laughs> the, my biggest disappointment of last year might not come to everyone who knows what I play, what I liked uh, by surprise. I wasn't secretive about it, but my biggest disappointment of last year is, of course, Overwatch 2. Oh yeah, you loved Overwatch 1. You I played a lot, a lot of it. Oh, <laughs> you yeah, tried I to did. get me to play it, but I never, never budged. <laughs> well, and now you can't. And oh. that's, that's one of the things why <laughs> Overwatch 2 kind of sucks. And because it killed the Overwatch one, it replaced it, so now you can't have. The so you, they literally just cancelled Overwatch one. Well, Overwatch one is now Overwatch two, which is free to play, and. What went to that decision? I didn't know that. What went to that decision of doing um, that? Low IQ of people so. who decided that. I don't know, but like. The thing is why I would rather play Overwatch 1 is because the Overwatch 2 has a lot of flaws for me. Like, first, terrible launch. Why Blizzard has terrible launches? They have experienced terrible launches before. They should know by now at least some things to prevent it. But every time they do a big launch, it's terrible. It has issues. I have like a screenshot uh, or like a picture, not screenshot, a photo on my phone when with my brother we were trying to connect to the game on different devices so there are like multiple screens trying to connect into game for multiple people and it's not working um 
So that is one thing, but even if the like, bad launches can happen, I mean, they should not happen to Blizzard, who did it so many times, but they can happen. But they changed the game. They changed what we loved about it. Like, they switched it from 6v6, which made it kind of unique and balanced. It was balanced for 6v6. Like, you had two tanks, two supports, and two damage dealers. Mm. And now you have only one tank and two supports, two damage dealers. It's five versus five, <laughs> which kind of makes it like a... That's uh, weird. Like CSGO is 5v5, but you have like you don't have classes in the game. Yeah, exactly. It's not hero-based shooters, so it's like depending on which loadout you will take. But in Overwatch 2, you have locked in competitive play, unless you do like the the open queue. Like in like competitive, you have the uh, you have the the hero queue or no, what it's called. Uh, anyway, like you have locked the class that you use and. You can't just switch. And they say they did it, or like some people say they did it because people weren't playing tanks that much. But I, I'm like, yeah, but maybe because like to combat this, you should make more tanks, more tank heroes that would be fun. Or, you know, yeah, like yeah, yeah. change it. Because now the balance is broken. Each time the rebalance character, it throws off balance in some other areas. Um, they switch from levels to battle pass. And if you would know me, I kind of hate battle passes. <laughs> I think they're awful. No, seriously. I didn't think I would ever say it, but loot boxes in Overwatch were better than battle pass. <laughs> That's I mean, a big statement. A lot of gamers That's hate a big statement But like right there. in Overwatch, it was not necessarily pay to win because A, they were for like skins and emotes and and stuff so nothing that would change the gameplay yeah. and b you would gain them for earning levels and now you don't earn levels you don't have like a special frame on your profile because you played you earned that many xp no now you have battle pass xp and it's uh, it is uh, reset after each season and uh, I, yeah, that's sad. Uh, it's very sad, and I'm sorry you will never be able to experience the good old Overwatch one. <laughs> and the worst thing about all this, like, they promised we with Overwatch 2 we will have uh, the the single player experience, like the or like single player the story experience. Okay. But guess what? Do you think it launched? No. Now it will oh, be launched later. Terrible. So at least like okay, so I will play through the through the ceremony. No, I cannot because it's not released yet. Come so on, Blizzard. That is a big disappointment for me. Didn't they also didn't they also put a lot of the, some of the heroes behind a paywall? Uh, for those who own the original game, they got all of them, but yeah, like some new heroes. Why would you do that? That's terribly unbalanced. I mean, not necessarily, but yeah, I don't like that they did it this way, that you have to unlock the, the heroes in the battle pass. And I'm, I th oh, so yeah, you you're right, Sam, you had to buy the battle I pass. I think, yeah. And they also, I think they canceled one of the heroes because he was too OP. And, uh, oh, they had some issues with the heroes, at least, and <laughs> because there oh were some game-breaking bugs. I mean, <clears throat> with so many experience, how could you mess this up so royally? And the thing is, they argument, well, more people are playing. Yeah, because it's free to play. Yeah. That's what 13-year-old kids play. Yeah. The games that are free because their mom won't let them use their credit card. To buy a normal game. Yeah. yeah. So, and if they get 
get a it's game. It's free to play. Christmas. Of course, yeah. more people play it. Yeah. Just please, if you play Overwatch 2, don't buy the overpriced skins or the battle pass. I Won't never. I actually wallet. never, never used. Uh, I never bought microtransaction stuff. I never bought anything <laughs> within the game. Hmm. Yeah, like, and well, I have one dishonorable mention for okay. the biggest disappointment, and that is Need for Speed Unbound. Okay. I tried it with the Game Pass like ten hour trial, and I switched it off after like <sighs> hour and a half. That's of sad. Really trying to <laughs> to play it. That maybe there will be better stuff. Yeah, the the car handling, like the driving model, is pretty bad, and the gameplay isn't isn't worth it. Let's say it does not give you like the 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 options to to want yeah, to yeah, yeah. Uh, continue playing. Yeah. So with the bet out of the way, let's just forget it, close it, <laughs> we never don't... open it again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, let's go to our game of the year because, like, there are bad games, but there were also awesome games released in the last year. Uh, there were several Game of the Year ceremonies, uh, some better than the others, I would say, because some forgot that, like, other than, like, seven AAA games exist. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, let's have our own uh, Game of the Year. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, after we're gamers present Game of the Year 2022 awards. Can, can we have some kind of effects for that? Like, if I like a celebratory soundtrack and just play Okay, so I guess I can start now with my game of the year, and this one made me really happy. It's Kirby and the Forgotten Land. I don't know if you know Kirby, it's the Nintendo game developed by Hell Laboratories. It's the guy that makes Super Smash Bros. Or Kirby, uh, so that might ring a bell for some people, and it's the the pink ball. Uh, That's Kirby. And in the Forgotten Land, the, the game design is just so creative and the level design variability. Like each time you open a new level, you you are surprised how how they manage to add new stuff to it. If you when you thought they were already done with like the mechanics and stuff, and you can now upgrade abilities. And they even added the the mouth mode, which is like if you know like the Kirby can inhale enemies and inherit their abilities. Hmm. And in this game, you can switch those. Oh, like you you drop the ability and inhale another enemy. Like, and get his. How does it work? Uh, let's not dig into that. There are many <laughs> theories. <laughs> uh, I would he, like, even suggest don't out? Google it. Oh god! But there's this. <clears throat> I mean, like there are theories by fans, not official statements. Oh, okay. So Nintendo never come out of this. Really? I, I'm not really sure, but yeah, I wouldn't dig d- too deep into that. How it. it like works with all of that stuff like theoretically fair, fair. <laughs> uh, but there's this mouthful mode which is like you kind of partially inhale stuff like you can inhale the car and ride the car because you're like holding on to the top of it and you control it and the wheels are out of your mouth or like you can turn yourself into a glider because you inhale like a big piece of metal and you can glide. Oh, like they are, and they are very creative and very awesome. And like, you, you, or you can like <laughs> fill yourself with water and then you can like put out fires or like water plants because you have, you are this big walking balloon oh, full God. of water, and it's 
it's really creative, really great gameplay mechanics. Uh, yeah, like from the gameplay standpoint, the game is amazing. I would say it's something like Super Mario Odyssey was to Mario games in terms like it's it's 3D, it's still a platformer, it still has the spirit, but has so many great ideas that were not in the series before. And well, of course, as you can expect from Kirby, it has amazing art style <laughs> and visual design. It has awesome soundtracks. It's maximum cuteness in the <laughs> best possible way. No, seriously, like a guy like me can say it's really cute because yeah, it is not? and, and th it's the magic like you can play it it's like peggy 3 i think don't quote me on that like you can play it with with your kids and you will still have fun and they will like how the game looks well well they if they will see pink ball inhaling freaking cars it's not too bit too terrifying for a three-year-old maybe i mean you can spit the car after <laughs> After you're done with it. Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> the other thing, kids sometimes don't uh, care about this specific questions <laughs> we adults can have. Fair <laughs> enough, fair <laughs> enough. And yeah, as always, it pushes the switches, uh, hardware, and as kind of any HAL Laboratories games, it's, it was released complete no bugs, functioning, great games, without the need of getting hot fixed because it yeah. was just work and it was awesome. Great. So put it on your uh, backlog <laughs> list if, if you have a Switch. Available. I don't have a Switch. <laughs> so maybe one day, maybe well, one day. Anyway, that was my game of the year. What's yours? So for me, it was definitely God of War Ragnarok. <laughs> I mean, that game is amazing even like i didn't thought uh top-notch level design from 2018 could mm -hmm. be done even better it's there's a there's a youtube video just talks about the level design in god of war how in the, just the first level how how uh how good it is what they're using how how it's very very subtle even though mm. it's a, like a it's basically almost a linear game but still it will it's very subtly lead you to those like uh, mm -hmm. side locations and uh, side loot and mm -hmm. stuff like that, and it's it's doing it very 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 cleverly. Uh, it's like the level designers are just so good. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I could meet them because and tell them like you did such a good job. <laughs> it was the, the level design in God of War and God of War Ragnarok amazing absolutely amazing i mean they have a great record from some of the or like experience from the previous yeah, centuries obviously. they also had and i think this feels like a like they're evolving even better yeah it's so good it's almost the, the story and the writing is is so good like you think how could how could they like improve uh for example there's i don't know if you, you haven't played the uh yeah i actually played all of the Pre 2018 pre games. Yeah, so, <laughs> so in the 2018, there's a character called Mimir, and he tells these like stories of Nordic, mm -hmm. of a Nordic mythology. But he's also quite a funny guy. And I was like thinking, oh, he was pretty funny already in the in the 2018. How they will improve that? Like, can they? And they did. Like the <laughs> the, the the dynamic of the characters changed from the previous game. And it's so good. The writing is good. The story is amazing. Uh, so good. The characters are so lovable, and you hate the baddies. <laughs> That's what you That's want nice. from the game. Mm. Like you absolutely hate the bad guys, and 
and as you progress in the game like you find like some of no, I'm not gonna spoil anything but just the 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 encounters with other characters and and the dialogues and everything so good and Kratos is absolutely amazing I mean Christopher <laughs> Judge who mm. was voicing Kratos he he finally got the game of the year award for that mm. uh, the the voice the for the best Spoiler. voice acting mm-hmm. I thought that he should have got it at the uh, 2018 game awards because he was freaking amazing even though like his dialogues are not that long but he gave Kratos this sense of wiseness or ah. this dignity and yeah it's just i got to say I know that the 2018 and uh, Ragnarok are happening several years after after the previous entries, but uh, now you say the sense of wiseness. Like, I don't remember Kratos being wise yeah. in the previous entry, so that is interesting it's, to it's, 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 it's Yeah, they completely flipped it around. I, I, I employ you to play these games. I mean, it's definitely on my as, backlog. Yeah, <laughs> so, and the combat is fun and rewarding. Uh, it can be can be uh, sometimes pretty difficult, and it can be maybe a little bit repetitive, but it's fun. You're playing as a guy who can freaking kill a dragon, okay? You get I you mean, have a guy who killed Kronos. I mean, like yeah. we all know that Kratos like basically killed half of the Olympus, so yeah, well, yeah most of the Olympus. <laughs> it's well, not surprising. Yeah, so uh, his combat is uh, rewarding. The the the. The axe uh, and other weapons are so good. Uh, it's just so much fun to just play as Kratos. It's so much fun. Locations are even more beautiful. Even that you go uh, to the same locations, they manage to improve it so much. But you're wow. also finding new locations. But it's just uh, they they look so so nice. They're well thought too. It's not just hey, we give you this new location, go explore it. It's, uh, there's thought put behind it. Everything, the pacing of the game is absolutely amazing. I mean, that, that's one really of the, important. I, think, I feel like that's one of the things that the the previous games had a bit problem with, the pacing sometimes. But this, the the God of War and God of War Ragnarok, they, the pacing is just right. Like they know how to, how to when to introduce puzzle, when to introduce smoke combat, when to introduce, when to introduce boss fight. They and when to introduce story. They have it so well balanced that you just you just glancing through the game and you think, <laughs> oh, this is amazing. And the graphics are <laughs> graphics are so beautiful. I mean, it's kind of said that the uh, on the PS Five uh, on the on the on the like the high graphics mode, it runs only 30 FPS, uh-huh. which is kind of a sad, but I understand why. Uh, it's because the game also is on PlayStation 4, so and it would be just pain to just to basically develop two different games. So, but it still it still looks beautiful. Lighting is amazing. That's a, that's a little thing. You can have low polygon stuff, but if you have really great lighting, it will look amazing. Mm. <laughs> lighting <laughs> makes. A, Everything looks so much better and so much more realistic. And as the game from 2018, God of War Ragnarok, no bugs. <laughs> no bugs. And that's so Finish amazing. Game. It's a finished game. That's why it's so good. That's why it's so good. Because it was freaking finished. No bugs, no glitches, no FPS drops. <laughs> I was like sitting there freaking enjoying it. And after like three or four hours of gameplay, I was like, holy crap, I haven't encountered anything mm. 
wrong with it. And you work as a QA, so you and are I used to more work, prone to register that. Yeah, I used to I used to work as a QA. It's a thing that I was noticing, like, okay, this is crappy. This should have been <laughs> fixed already. <laughs> But yeah, this game had no bugs. And ah, I wish I could play it again. <laughs> <laughs> I see. Well, like, it's definitely on my backlog with the 2018. I mean, like, since the PC release, there's much more likely I will play it sooner rather than later with the, the 2018 one. I hope I will later get the Ragnarok as you well. Should. Because, you should. Because, as I said, I played the previous entries and I really yeah. enjoyed them. It's a, it's a, like a lot of people were complaining that they don't see like the, 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 the killing machine Kratos from the previous game. But like, hey, he's a character and he needs to develop. <laughs> it would be just, it would be just all same old, same old. It does not need to be like in the Star Wars sequels where the characters stop developing after being on the screen for five minutes. Exactly, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I like a good bash on, on the new trilogy. <laughs> the sucked. Yeah, there are only six uh, mainline Star Wars uh, movies. Anyway, yeah. let's move on. <laughs> uh, we have some uh, gaming highlights. Uh, We played some games in the last year, but not all of them were new. And yeah. some of them we enjoyed more than the others. And some yeah. of them we wanted to talk more or give a shout out in this episode. Yeah. So uh, let's dive in into our highlights. Maybe you can start with yeah, yeah. your first Definitely, highlight. I, I picked some games that were not... They didn't came out in 2022, but I played them in 2022. And like, for my, my one of my biggest highlights is definitely It Takes Two. <laughs> That game is so much fun. It, we we played it together. Yeah, we, we played play it. We stream it. We played. We we stream it on my Twitch, and it was freaking banger. That game had a lot of funny dialogues. Game mechanics were used to the fullest. If you were introduced to a new mechanic, you used it to the fullest. It wasn't just oh, here have a game mechanic, have fun with it. We have nothing to do with it later on, but like, <laughs> hey. But this one, every time, like every level or every like area had a new mechanics, and it was freaking fun to do. Uh, the graphic style is very beautiful. It was, it was, it was a beautiful game. That's at some point, I think it almost made me cry. <laughs> uh, the dialogues were funny. Even the story was kind of annoying at some time, in some points, especially the ending, <laughs> especially the moment, the one moment when you, spoilers, when you have to kill the plush elephant. I was like, what the freak? What yeah. kind of a parents you are? <laughs> My thoughts exactly. That I was, was like so angry. <laughs> I was like, I, I felt so bad yeah. after after that street. I felt so freaking bad. Like, why? <laughs> why are you making me freaking do this? Yeah. And yeah, the graphic style is very beautiful. Funny dialogues. The game was funny. The book was my favorite character. Everyone can say that he was freaking annoying. I loved the he book. He was awesome. He was agree. awesome. Only uh, one one amazing thing about this game is is, is it it was developed by the Hazelnut Studios, which also made the Way Out. It's the mm. same dev team. Uh, you, only one person has to own the game, which is freaking beautiful. Yeah, and you can enjoy it either on the uh couch co-op or co-op in uh on different on a different online just like we yeah did. yeah exactly so and only one person has to own the game which is freaking amazing yeah uh finally something you can play with your non-gamer friend or partner that's mm. i think that's a pretty big deal there's not that many games where i actually uh talked about with some people about this and they said that like it's the great game to 
teach your uh, or teach uh, show your special one. Yeah, your spouse. That your games can friends. be awesome, yeah. and this is like a great entry into it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And all the mini games were so fun. <laughs> we had, we had fun so them. much fun. Yeah, yeah. I remember playing it. Uh, I remember what was the what was the one? Uh, yeah, I almost beat you on most of them. <laughs> the mini games. Yeah, I beat you in chess. I'm not. I'm not. And I am not good at chess. <laughs> I mean, that says that I am also not good at chess. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. Another highlights uh, for me, I would say, was the Immortals, Immortals Phoenix Rising. Uh, I also play that. Which is basically like kind of take uh, Ubisoft's takeoff on uh, uh, Zelda The Breath of the Wild. And they freaking nailed it, I would say. Mm, totally. Yeah, they took the best from The Breath of the Wild and implemented it so well. The writing, again, it's funny, if maybe a bit cheesy sometimes. But I love how they take down the Greek mythology. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the stupid bits of it and they yeah, yeah, dash yeah. at it. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's great, great. The puzzles were a lot of fun. Mm. The puzzles, every puzzle is different, even though it uses the same mechanics most of the time. That's great, but mm. that's that's what you want because you don't <laughs> want to introduce new mechanics every time you come to a puzzle. Yeah, you need to utilize the mechanics that you're using throughout the game. So that was really fun. Another one which also didn't come into 2022 was a Hold Fast Nations at War. The community in this game is so freaking awesome. <laughs> like you, you know how usually sometimes in like multiplayer games you want to mute uh, voice talk uh, in in. Yeah, and the lobby, you want to have it unmute in this game. It's so much fun. People are freaking screaming. They're role playing. They they blasting music. It's so funny. You just hear like all the uh, because it's like a Napoleonic warfare. So it's like a first person. No, no, you can go to third person, but it's also from first person. You're fighting with like muskets. Ah, okay. You're fighting so with muskets. So it's like a, a historical shooter. It's a historical ah, shooter. It's Napoleonic warfare. Mm. So the life events are fantastic. You, the life events is a, it's the lion battle, as you would fight in like Napoleonic war with muskets. So you would line up, and you can only shoot when you are in the line shoulder to shoulder. That's the only time you can shoot at these live events. And it's so okay. much fun because everyone is also into roleplay so much. Oh. So you have actually the officers who are commanding you when to shoot and uh, where to aim and stuff. And, and oh my gosh, it's so much fun. It's so Sounds much freaking great. fun. And every kill, because, because the musket is, obviously it's a musket, so it's not very accurate so every long reload times maybe yeah 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 oh yeah oh yeah oh yeah <laughs> so every kill is a freaking satisfaction but the biggest thing is just the community around it because no one cares how, how stupid you sound at that at, at the lobby or in the game no, no matter what you do and if you're just having fun and, and that's the thing this community like yeah there's a lot of <laughs> a lot of screaming at each other but it's in a good good fun no one's going there with intentions i'm gonna make someone's uh, day bad i'm just gonna have fun with this i'm gonna freaking blast freaking music out of my speakers and put them in the freaking game i don't care i'm gonna start screaming and running around and you know what people will join you <laughs> that's the funny part like you see someone someone just running in a circle just walking in a circle and listening to music from their speakers and then all of a sudden in a few minutes like you have 50 people was working in the circle the community is freaking amazing in the game and one of the other highlights sorry i'm going for so long uh, 
Estelle Witcher it, 3. It's okay, I thought we would switch. Oh, sorry, <laughs> sorry. Okay, I'm just going to finish with the city. Okay, oh, so I will go. let you keep this one yeah, yeah. Uh, for, for the last, maybe. Okay, the, the, so, and the Witcher 3 will enhance the next-gen update. Uh, the lighting improvement, the foliage is more dense, the cinematic camera, back fixes, new question content. We already talked about this, but... Oh my god, it's so much good. For someone yeah. who loves The Witcher 3 and who loves The Witcher Universe. You finished it like two or three times already? Oh, I have I have like 700 hours in The Witcher wow. 3. <laughs> <laughs> I've played it so many times. So you should give like a negative review on Steam just like people do it. Like yeah. 700 hours. I don't uh, yeah, this yeah, exactly. Game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Destroyed my yeah, life yeah, or whatever. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, destroyed my wallet. I. Uh, <laughs> well, it's it's freaking. It's again. It's for free. The next gen update was for free, and that's that's what's mind boggling. That that's how you do a next gen update. I mean, yeah, that's you how bring. You not you not just just put it in a 4K. You not just bring the the the. Global illumination and the uh, the ray tracing, but you bring in new content, you mm. back fix, and you uh, you do all these things for free. That's how you freaking make a next gen update for, and that's just showing the good heart of, of CD Projekt Red. Yes, it was freaking forty gigabytes, and then. Uh, then uh, another, another, <laughs> and then, then and then another uh, hotfix two days later, which was also like forty gigabytes. But uh, I don't freaking care. A game is freaking amazing, <laughs> and I love it. And now it's even better. So that was me. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's okay. Yeah, like uh, I just want to give uh, one um, one note about uh, uh, the free next gen update. We're mostly frowning at you, Sony and Nintendo because you don't often do these free updates. Mm. I mean, sometimes, but not always. Yeah. yeah it's a frown mostly at the uh, Last of Us Part 1 for $70. Oh. It's a free next-gen update. Anyway, let's move <laughs> oh, <laughs> for right. the good stuff. I forgot about that. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, that was terrible. Yeah. Uh, well, my highlight, like the biggest highlight, my time machine game of the year, which means like time machine means uh, you <sighs> start it and you forget about time and uh, realize it's 2 a.m. and you should probably go to bed. Mm. Uh, my uh, game of the year for that is Satisfactory. It's a factory building game. Uh, I don't know if you know the likes of uh, Factorio or Dyson Sphere program. So this is a kind of similar game but it's in first person. You are on the alien planet and you try to mine resources and uh, build your awesome factory. You can have a lot of fun with uh, conveyor belts and it's called spaghetti builds when you like use too much conveyor belts very ineffectively, putting them over each other and tying them in a knots. Yeah. And it, you can do it because this is in 3D. You have a lot of verticality. You can do a lot of crazy yeah. stuff. What actually persuaded me to start playing were the Let's Game It Out videos. Oh yeah, I love that guy. He's I mean, so good. Best Let's Play videos on the internet. And if you have doubts, if you should start. I, I call I call him the YouTube tester because yes. he always brings the games into the He highest. plays it like QA, yeah. Yeah, exactly. He just <laughs> bring, he, if, if he can if he can freaking put 10 million fireworks into the game, he'll freaking do it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he doesn't care if it runs one FPS or it crashes. an hour or it crashes. <laughs> yeah, so this is like if you are not sure if Satisfactory is game for you, just watch some of 
his videos about it and maybe you will find that it looks like a fun game to you because that's the magic of the game you can play it whatever style you like you can either go for like super clean super tight nice builds that are yeah. perfectly done by the grid snapped everything or you can do crazy like him or uh, me uh, having <laughs> crazy spaghetti belts using conveyor belts as the uh. only mean of transport because why should you use trains yeah. when conveyor belts don't consume that much energy fair enough <laughs> big recommendation it's it's if you're into sandbox games go for it if uh, if you are worried that you will soon run out of content just wait for the next update because fair enough they are doing a lot of updates still fair enough the next one is some that uh, I would say might not be for everybody, and it's high on life. Uh, <laughs> when I first saw it, actually, I thought, yeah, I might not enjoy this game. It lo looks kind of weird, you know, kind of odd. I don't know if you had that feeling when the trailer was first shown. The thing is, I know it was like uh, <laughs> kind of a Rick and Morty type of stuff, and I'm not big fan of Rick and I Morty, see. so. I kind of, I send it to my colleagues who are into that, and I kind of like glance over my hat. I, I really didn't pay much attention to it. And yeah, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that's the thing. It's the game uh, that came from the mind and with the voice of Justin Roiland that's worked, is most famous for his work on Rick and Morty, of course. Is uh, he the voice actor for them? Yeah, he's, uh, he did, I think he did uh, the the Morty voice and, uh, and the main gun in The High on Life. Isn't he, doesn't he do both Rick and Morty? Uh, it's quite possible. I think he does both. I, I think that's why <laughs> the dynamic is so good, because he voices both of the characters. Uh, that's quite possible. Well, it kind of feels a high of life thanks to the similar or similar familiar voice yeah. uh, and similar way of talking. Uh, it's feels exactly like you, the same like, voice as, yeah. as Morty, let's be honest. Yeah, it's like, uh, uh, Morty, I turned you into a weapon. You're a gun now. You're yeah, exactly. Out. It feels a little bit like your own episode of uh, Rick and Morty. But yeah. the thing is, like when I first saw it, it looked kind of weird and I wasn't really into it but then they showed the the boss gameplay and I'm like okay maybe this will be interesting mm. and thanks to it being on Game Pass and me being a Game Pass uh, subscriber yeah. I decided to give it a try it's actually the game uh, last game I finished in 2022 I finished it uh -huh. in December 31st <laughs> you played it on New Year's Day <laughs> I mean, like, I finished it somewhere around noon, and later I went to a social event for the New Year's uh, Day. Fair enough. Well, it's the last game I finished in 2022, <laughs> and heck, it was a whole lot of fun, because it feels like the when games peaked at 2013, the length is, like, around eight hours, mm. maybe more, deciding on how much you want to do, so you don't get bored of it. I have been playing a lot of long games lately, and this one is not too long. Uh, it has a lot of jokes. If you're not into the jokes or you find the dialogues annoying, you have a setting to reduce the amount of dialogues of the guns and of the characters. Okay. You have a lot of... I mean, yeah, I agree. Uh, some jokes are a little bit on the gross side, mm. as like some humor in Rick and Morty. Yeah. But 
that's the magic of it. It's totally unconstrained. Unlike a lot of other games trying to check that box, it's like, yeah, we have this and this and this, so we are the good, appropriate game <laughs> that have all the political points we need to have in a game. No, this is like, let's check all the, as much boxes as we can for the fun and for the gameplay. Yeah. It feels like a game born of ideas and creativity, mm. not a game born of we need to make money. It's like you have a level of unpredictability and they even made the work that they connected everything to the story. Unlike other games like, well, let's just make the mechanic and don't care how if it makes sense in the story. It's like, well, we can't do this, so let's explain it in the story. Yeah. And they actually, okay, the guns cool. can make fun of you if you try to speed run, if you try to take oh, a really? shortcut, <laughs> they talk to you. Cool. I mean, I haven't tried it, but I have seen the videos of it. And since it's just in really then a lot of fourth world Yeah, I, 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 Yeah, of course. Course. I what I I've watched some videos. I'm not watching reviews anymore because I don't give a crap about <laughs> reviews. But uh I saw some videos a guy was saying that this game is more about the jokes rather than the gameplay. I don't know. I haven't played it so and to me also the visual style is just not for me. It looks like it was <laughs> made like two thousand five or something <laughs> i mean like i think it's kind of in the name it's high on life so it's a very colorful game you could say yeah i, I mean even i'm even talking about as i said i haven't played it so i don't know how how much of it it's actually true but like the low poly kind of a stuff uh i don't know <laughs> i mean like it's still not the game by a large studio so you cannot expect the triple a game Fair. from 500 no people. i know i know i know level Fair of enough. detail Fair enough. <laughs> but yeah, obviously it's it's not perfect in every way, but damn, it really got me. So yeah, as you said, if you're not into Rick and Morty, you might not really be into that one that much because yeah, that there are a lot of jokes. The gameplay is not like super deep and stuff because of course it's a shorter game. It's more of a or like it's best played, I would say, just my experience. Uh, it's best played as a linear game, more or less. That or okay. like linear, it's, or it kind of is like linear game with open world elements. Okay. But it's better if you just go for the story and sure, enjoy the sure. story. Yeah. But no, I cannot state how not enough short games is coming out these days. <laughs> I, I really have to give them credit for that. Uh, the next highlight i would like to share is the hot wheels dlc for the forza horizon yeah, I heard 5. About it. because honestly i love the forza series uh, forza motorsport one on the og xbox mm. was freaking awesome game and they just kept getting better and then the horizon kind of combined uh my uh I really like the arcade games uh, style that some had, like the open worlding from uh, Burnout Paradise, which is still one of the best racing games ever, with the simulation elements of the motorsport. And the Horizon 5, I bought the DLC because, of course, there were always great DLC, so I bought the, the season pass, and I was really looking forward to that one. And... Uh, when I came home from work, it was released at, like, 7 p.m., so I came home... Once it came out, I hit download and, okay, let's just try it. I have some, I want to do some other stuff and I will come to it on the weekend. And then I finished at 2 a.m. having a blast and 
uh, <laughs> yeah, it's a uh, it's a lot of fun. The, the nice new tracks, the, the the story, kind of like it doesn't make any sense. I say, yeah, we build this island in the sky where we build this real life Hot Wheels tracks with the loops and stuff. Of course, of course, it doesn't make sense. Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. It's crap, real life, but it's <laughs> fun, and that's the point of it. And that you have the, the Hot Wheels cars, and they talk about some history in some series. Yeah. I, it's the DLC. I finished like the the main story and challenges of the DLC. Yeah. I mean, not, not all challenges, but like mainline. Yeah, I I've, I am not for much of a racing game or like arcade arcade racing games, but I had a lot of fun with the Horizon Five. That was that was that was a good game. Uh, a lot of fun. So, yeah, if you played it, uh, you might enjoy the Hot Wheels DLC. Yeah, I don't think I'm going to get it. <laughs> it's not that worth it. Maybe, maybe I'll show you once you visit. Yeah, maybe. 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 <laughs> and uh, the last highlight I would like to talk about today for me was Deathloop. Now, I know, I know, I haven't yet uh, played uh, the... Uh, what was their uh, previous games from Arcane? What's called Dishonored? Dishonored. Yeah, I lost the word That's there a for disgrace. a minute. You should play them. Dishonored. <laughs> I, I totally want when I have them on my list, and I actually was thinking about playing it, and but I w- was uh, at home sick. Mm-hmm. I was uh, sleeping for most of the day because I was really tired when I was sick, and g- uh, Deathloop came on Game Pass, and I was like, you know what? Let let's try it from like the four hours a day I'm awake. And so I finished it when I was homesick, and I can say it restored my faith in AAA games because it does open worlding right, even in like four dimensions. Each location is different during the different time of the day. It rewards you because it gives you like clues or codes, stuff to progress. The the sound design pretty sweet. The visual style really gives you the 60s feel. That's nice. The voice acting. Fun. Oh, yeah. I, I saw some voice acting of the game. Yeah. And even, like, the multiplayer is fun. I mean... There's a multiplayer? Yeah. Well, because you have, like, the, the call that's trying to break the loop, and you have Juliana, who's trying to stop him. Yeah. And what you can do, you can invade as Juliana, other players' timeline, and try to oh. stop call. And it's, like, great idea for this kind of game. The only downside to this is that the implementation is not perfect, because yeah. networking is freaking hard to implement, right? Fair. And so... There are networking issues and not a lot of people are doing it. So you can like uh, have large ping because you're connected to someone in US and yeah, it, that can be broken. But hey, uh, it's it's a fun game. Yeah. All right. So the highlights were fun. A lot of great games we played. Yeah. But uh, before we... Or wrap it up for today we have one thing we would like to at least briefly talk about because the new year's ahead of us and yeah i don't know about you but i'm really excited about some of the games there's a lot of good games coming a lot of games that were delayed yes from 2022 it's hopefully, gonna come out in hopefully they won't, we won't be delayed anymore yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well we don't know <laughs> anything can happen no dev devs if you need to do it just Do. delay it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> As uh, to quote Shigeru Miyamoto, a rushed game can be forever bad, and but uh, delayed game can be eventually good or something like yeah, that. Yeah, so yeah, basically yeah, yeah, yeah. saying, yeah, rather Wise make man. it good than rush it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he has, he has experience in the gaming industry, all right? all right? Anyway, what's your most expected game? Like the game you're most excited for in 2023? So... 
definitely the Hogwarts Legacy. Ah, a Potterhead, I see. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, like, my wife is more Potterhead than I am, but the game looks freaking fun. Like, I don't know if you played the previous games. I'm not talking about the... The Lego Harry Potter? No, no well, that's an amazing game, too. But I'm talking about Kidding. the really, really old day. Old oh, games. yeah, like, like the PS1 era. Yeah, 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 PS2 like era. the Sorcerer's Stone. Like, you know, they were named after the books and the movies. I was, <laughs> they, were, they were so much fun. I mean, I will never erase... I will never never be able to to erase uh, the Harry screaming flippendo every time he wanted to do something. That was freaking annoying. But yeah, dude, uh, we watched, you know, with my wife, we watched, uh, like, the live streams, Avalanche games, showing the gameplay and, and the elements of the game, and we were really excited. It looks like a lot of fun. The combat looks a lot of fun. Uh, yeah, and just, like, walking around the Hogwarts looks, the game looks beautiful. It's definitely, like, yeah. much more modern entry in, oh, in oh, the yeah. series. Oh, yeah. It looks like, you know, it looks like a prop, like a proper game, not just something that was made on a side of the ne- movie. Of the movie. Yeah. You know, th- we know how these games usually turns out. <laughs> so this game is, it's something else. It's happening before the books. It's happening before the Fantastic Beasts. And it looks so freaking good. Other Two games I'm really, really looking forward to is uh, Star Wars Jedi Survivor. Oh yeah, I laughed. I loved the the Fallen Order. That was that was a really good game. Although, yeah, I also repetitive. have some comments. I yeah. also have some comments. Yeah. Like, uh, repetitive, yeah, repetitive and other stuff. But story was fine. Characters were really, really good. Graphically, was beautiful. I mean, you are a freaking Jedi. How much do you want? <laughs> well, may I, how much do you want? You would actually want to have a, a lightsaber that is not a baseball bat. That's what oh, I yeah, want from the true. Jedi Survivor. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> I, I mean, it's Disney again. They don't want killing people for some reason. They never kill people. So if you look at the movies, like, there's no one like actually gets severed. Well, yeah, as you said, I hope the Jedi Survivor will improve <laughs> yeah. some of these things. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So that that's the one, and then the other one is I'm gonna actually do two parter <laughs> because I can't decide between two two games. Okay, sure, go for it. I, one of them is Baldur's Gate. I I have to make a confession: I never played uh, the previous installments, but because I started, we we started recently, like recently last year, we started playing Dungeons and Dragons. It's actually almost uh, around a year ago. Yeah, 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 exactly, exactly. <laughs> exactly. So. Because of that, we uh, I got more into the like you know once you D and D you're always in the D and D there's no escape mm. from it. <laughs> so, and that game is based on D and D like everything the classic races and everything. I mean, Baldur's Great is in Forgotten Realms, you know that, right? So I'm really looking forward to that. And then also I'm really looking forward to for Dying Light Two. Uh, sorry, di- that uh, that <laughs> Dead Island. Oh, okay. Too. Because that game was like peaked like. Uh, like a long time ago with that trailer of the guy jogging mm. in a California somewhere and and now like they announced like that they're like they they've keep developing it it wasn't forgotten it wasn't cancelled they keep developing so I'm really excited even though that I don't like horror games and I'm freaking <laughs> scared and I'm a scary pants but uh, I'm looking forward because it looks like a lot of it's gonna be a lot of fun like the, the Island oh, yeah. 1 and the Island Riptide were fun games although I 
crap my pants <laughs> a lot of times. It was freaking fun. I think that's 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 what I'm looking for. What about you, man? Well, I mean, uh, as I am a Switch owner. I guess you all know what I will say now that I am looking the most forward for the Legend of so, Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. Sorry, sorry, you're not just a Switch owner. You're a massive Nintendo fan. Let's be let's be quite clear here. You you're very very biased. I really love their, my, I really love their games. Yeah. yeah, I mean like I don't agree with all things they've been doing lately, but yeah, I really love their games and. Like, let's face it, the Breath of the Wild is one of the best games in the last decade. And the Tears of the Kingdom was actually born from ideas for DLC for the Breath of the Wild. And there will be Skyloft, which, or like, probably, hopefully, which was in the Skyward Sword. And okay. I mean... I don't know what that is. Yeah. <laughs> it's a, it's the uh, like the floating world above Hyrule. Uh, and like okay. basically in Skyward Sword, which predates all the other Zelda entries, is like exploring Hyrule from people who are only living in the Skyloft above. Okay, fair enough. But like, yeah, the Zelda timeline is very complicated. Yeah. <laughs> the world and lore, I mean, I haven't played all of the games, just a few of them, but I'm really looking forward to this one. It looks amazing. I mean, amazing. let's be honest. May 12th, Switch owners. Yeah. <laughs> Breath of the Wild. I haven't played it, but I saw gameplay. It looks like a lot of fun. And that's coming from me. <laughs> who da- guy who never owned any Nintendo console. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, Breath of the Wild is, it was really, really sweet game. Yeah. And, well, uh, just to go quick for the next few. Of course, new Forza Motorsport is coming with much more detailed simulation than the Horizon 5, more visual fidelity and stuff. So, of course, I'm yeah. excited. Um, I want to mention another one, Lord of the Rings Golem, because Ooh, I like I totally Lord of the Rings. I don't like the Amazon fanfiction <laughs> with pretty crappy writers. Why would you waste so much money and you can't even hire good writers that dishonored the legacy of the freaking best fantasy <laughs> author of all time? <laughs> Sorry, but I'm really looking forward to the, the Gollum game. It looks like it might be actually an interesting take. And it hopefully, hopefully coming this year. It was postponed several times. And it's coming to basically all the yeah. major platforms. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So maybe somewhere in the future we will play it and we will be like, okay, this was a good game. Or maybe Maybe, not. we'll see. But I hope. That's the thing. We don't never know. We never know. <laughs> we never know. Yeah, and uh, my last pick for what I'm excited for is Alan Wake 2. Because mm. Alan Wake 1, not everybody liked that game, but I found it really interesting. I really liked the kind of mood of it. I, play, I played it for like two hours and then I had to stop because I was too scared. <laughs> okay, understandable. Understandable. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, it's a, it kind of aged and not that well in every regard. I mean, but back I in the day, it. it was still a pretty game. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. I liked the, the, the mechanic of the flashlight. Oh, yeah, that was That was awesome. amazing. And the old gods of Asgard, the band uh, that also made the some of the soundtrack for oh, the, really? the control. I, okay. The, you know, the 
the fictional band. They are in reality they are called Poets of the Fall, I think. Oh, you know really? the, the old guys in the in the oh, yeah, yeah. game. Yeah. So there's later in the game there's like some of their songs playing in Ellen Wake and the Take Control song from Control is by this fictional band. Oh cool. And so I have high hopes because is I Alan, is, wait, is Control made by the same Yeah, it's made by Remedy Entertainment okay. and actually Control and Ellen Wake are in the same universe. Are they really? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Like, is it confirmed by the Remedy series? Yeah, they actually okay, the the one of the DLCs for Control is like linked to the Alan Wake. Okay. Why why am I saying it? Because there's lots of videos today of people, especially in the movies or even video games, like they're talking. Oh, this has to be uh, in the same universe because there's uh, this picture of base. They yeah. have they they have this this same picture uh, of uh, of this character from this movie like maybe they just reusing assets <laughs> maybe they 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 just forgot about it forgot about it and they or just like it's it coincidence was, it, yeah it's that doesn't okay. or it can no, be sorry. an easter egg yeah yeah, yeah. it yeah, just could like, be in the, exactly it, most of the time it's just, sorry i just i'm just really passionate about <laughs> some of these stuff maybe it's just an easter egg and it's not Connected. I very highly doubt that Pocahontas is linked to Little Mermaid. I'm sorry, <laughs> but it's not. <laughs> I very yeah. highly doubt it. Yeah, so Alan Wake actually yeah. is linked. Yeah, good. It was in the DLC, like they were exploring what happened in, in the town where Alan Wake was like the, yeah. the bureau of, of control. Yeah. So, yeah, I kind of curious what will how will they level up the gameplay if uh, if uh, how any if there will be some interesting story. Isn't there uh, like a DLC or standalone game of Alan Wake? Oh, uh, there's there was DLC which like completed the story loop or like was that like the American something? An American Nightmare, which was American standalone Nightmare. game with the uh, Mr. Scratchy, I think. Okay, which, cool. If you played the OG Alan Wake, you might remember or something maybe i that. don't it was a long time ago yeah <laughs> uh, yes of course kind kind of pushed it somewhere else <laughs> but yeah that, we'll see what remedy will come out with let's see let's see what 2023 yeah uh, I, I have high hopes yeah have me high too hopes for me this too. year i'm hoping that's with uh hopefully the bad things um i mean there are bad things happening in the world i hope there will be no more of that, that there will be no more delays because of what's happening in the yeah. world and that we will all just have a great time with the game. And yeah. that leads me to, because it all leads to this one final question. Uh-oh. Is Sadie Adler the best character in Red Dead Redemption 2? <laughs> Why? Why are you asking that question? Because the answer is, of course, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I, I really wanted to push that last uh, question wow, into the episode. God, what a note to end on, huh? <laughs> anyway. <laughs> anyway, thank you everyone so much for watching. This is Michal and Matos from Afterward Gaming. Listening. <laughs> After <laughs> Afterward Gamers Podcast, please do give us a follow on any platform that you're listening on and give us a follow us on our social media. Currently, we only have Instagram, but we're looking forward. This was a lot of fun for us to do. Yeah. We've been talking about it, preparing it for 
uh, past four past months, and we finally are excited that we could record it together. And well, it was a it was a lot of fun. Yeah. So we if, hope you enjoyed it. Yeah, please. If you enjoyed it again, please give us a follow. Give us a, a follow on social media, and also share it with uh, with your friends or or your family or um, anyone who could enjoy yeah, it. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, yeah. Everyone who you think could just enjoy just to check nerdy guys uh, talking, <laughs> talking about, about video stuff games. Yeah, talking about sharing their stupid yeah. opinions. <laughs> yeah, but as we are excited for the game industry for 2023, we are so excited that we can launch this podcast with you guys. And we are really happy that you are listening to us. And how are we going to do this? Just, just really, really quickly. Uh, we're going to do this monthly. Uh, the podcast will come only once a month. We're going to... Uh, and it's going to come on Spotify, and it's going to come definitely on YouTube, and we're figuring out other platforms too at the moment. So so you might be surprised we will uh, appear on your favorite platform. Yeah, maybe. Maybe, maybe. We hope. <laughs> maybe. Yeah, also, and if you if you'd like to, I'm going to give a shout, shout out to myself. <laughs> if you like to enjoy maybe me streaming, if you like my voice. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> if you if you just like to see a guy screaming uh, in a horror game, uh, really, really piss his pants, uh, just give me a follow on on Twitch, magically, underscore mighty, underscore halua, C-H-A-L-U-H-A. All right, guys. Right. Thank you once again so much for listening and sharing. Yeah. We love you. Share with us your opinions or reactions, and we hope to see you. Yeah. I mean, we hope you hear us in the next one. And uh, you know what? You can always game after work yeah have a great day have a good one guys bye bye